Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, it has begun, but we got to let it breathe just for a quick moment while we bring on our Facebook community. Make sure we get all of MHH under one umbrella here as we kick off a very, very exciting night. Tons and tons of rumors and buzz just cranking out. But listen up. We are stoked to have you guys with us. It's a Huddle Up podcast night, but tonight it's more of a mile-high huddle night. It's the NFL draft. It's the MHH War Room. We're calling it a draft hangout, a draft watch party. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my partner in crime on the Huddle Up podcast, Zach Kelberman. We're going to go through and introduce everybody here around the horn here, Zach. But real quick, starting with you, how are you tonight? What the Sam Hill is going to happen? Oh, man. I didn't think we'd be talking about the possibility of Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver and almost being a done deal on draft night. Teddy Bridgewater one day or Aaron Rodgers the next. It's like, what simulation are we living through uh, this year? But I'm excited, Chad, to see where they go and what they do with this pick. And uh, it's finally here. It feels like Christmas morning right before you go downstairs and open your presents also we got eric trickle with us been with me been with mhh since the very very beginning eric dude could it be aaron Rodgers, a denver bronco i mean we're hearing from mark schlereth right now deal for rogers as close to done as it can get dude it, it seems like it's a really it's a very real possibility that that's going to end up happening. I know that he wants to be in Denver. He wants to be closer to the West Coast. His fiance lives in Boulder. There's a lot linking him to Denver. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, but it's definitely a possibility. We got Eric's partner in crime on the Dove Valley Deep Divers podcast, Lance Sanderson, in the hizzy. Lance, what's going on, bro? You feeling good about tonight? Well, yeah, man, feeling great now that we've got the the news of, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers potentially coming to Broncos country. That's going to be just great. First things first, guys, mile high. Hello, everybody in Broncos country. Welcome in. It's 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 good to be doing this again. I had a lot of fun last year, so I'm stoked, man, whether it's it, whether it's Rodgers uh, potentially moving up for Justin Fields or whatever that it could be. I mean, I'm I'm very excited to see what's going to happen here. 
It was what two years ago we had you credentialed at the draft in New York, yep. and you were there when Drew Locke decided to take his ball and go go home, go back to the hotel, and all that. That was exciting stuff. Um, I'm going to introduce this duo, this power duo together: Nick Kendall, Carl Dumler of Building the Broncos. Starting with you, Nick. What's going on, bro? How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Happy to be here. Happy to be alive. Uh, it's been a long day, long week leading up to this point. But uh, I do want to share the stage here with Carl. Everybody in the chat, wish Carl a happy birthday. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, give man. away his age, but man, happy birthday to Carl. Uh, man, one of the nicest, most genuine, uh, giving people that I know. And uh, I'm happy to be here with all you guys, but Carl's number one in my heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, Carl, what a birthday present for you to have your birthday coincide with arguably your most anticipated day of the year football wise. Yeah. So I, I woke up this morning and uh, one of the first things I did was message some of the guys and say, it's draft day. And my wife came in the room and she goes, Oh, happy birthday. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's today too. And uh, so you see where my priorities are here today. We definitely understand that. Nick's partner on the Mile High Insiders podcast, Luke Patterson with us back in the saddle. Luke, it's great to have you back. Dude, I mean, still, I'm like, my brain is still buffering with this sincere, plausible possibility of Aaron Rodgers landing in the Mile High City. Yeah, I was joking with you guys before the show started. Aaron Rodgers is hijacked in the NFL draft for 2021. Not sure if it's a payback move for his slide in 2003 or just I got to get out of Green Bay, but it's absolutely crazy. Uh, I'm pumped to be here. The up to up to the minute coverage is awesome. It's cool to interact with some of the other hosts and uh, it's awesome to be here, man. It's great to have you back. And also we have with us Mr. Trevor Judge. Now, those of you who are the dedicated podcast listeners and watch each and every live stream, you're going maybe maybe you don't read as many of the articles. You're more into the video and podcast side. You might not know Trevor, but Trevor's been with MHH as an analyst now for, I don't know, Trevor, what's it been? At least a, at least two years, right? It's been at least two years. Yeah, oh. Something like that. Yeah, a couple drafts. Yeah. We, we wanted to get him involved in uh, tonight's live stream watch party. How are you doing? I am fantastic. I am just so ready to see what all these last few months of of research and prospecting and everything is going to actually culminate on this night. And I'll tell you, to y'all's point, Aaron Rodgers is just dropping a bomb on the whole draft. So uh, really excited to see what happens. Indeed, it's going to be fun. Now, tonight, it really is. It's you know We don't have some uh, program rundown that we're going to be cramming down your throats. We're really going to be reacting to the very same things you guys are seeing in real time. And the draft, of course, set to kick off here in 15 minutes. And who knows, maybe we'll get some blockbuster news between now and then, or at least during the draft, we shall see. But the one thing that uh, in the back of my mind, guys, um, if the Broncos do, of course, make that trade, you don't look the gift horse in the mouth if you're able to get a reigning MVP. First time it would have ever happened in league history that to see an NFL reigning NFL MVP get traded. But nevertheless, you know that if he does get dealt to Denver, Zach, you're saying goodbye to that number nine pick. Yeah, but you're getting a future Hall of Fame quarterback. So that's a pretty fair uh, trade if you want to consummate that. It's just wild to me. It's like, where did this rumor come out of? You know, uh, a couple days ago, the Packers GM said, we want Aaron to be here for the foreseeable future. And it seemed like the whole contract saga died down a little bit. And now he's one step out of Green Bay and one step toward Denver. It's wild how those things happen. But you know what? All things considered, I'd be happy with Aaron Rodgers more so than Deshaun Watson. I know that's kind of a fiery take, too. I think it's happening, guys. 
I think I think it's I think it's about to go go down here pretty soon. Um, so I don't want to jump the gun, but I want to yeah. I want to <laughs> ask the uncomfortable question: Is anyone here not okay with this happening? I mean, it seems really weird. Here we are on the cusp of the draft, round one. We all have our opinion of who the Broncos should select, and uh, are we all comfortable with Aaron Rodgers? I know I am. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with Aaron Rodgers. The one thing that does kind of give me pause is just the, I mean, he's 37 years old, so it's kind of a short window time frame kind of a thing. I And uh, well, that opens up, I mean, the Broncos would be the best team in the AFC West, and that's that's over the Kansas City Chiefs, over Buffalo, over Baltimore. I mean, if you put Aaron Rodgers on this roster, like, quite honestly, I love this roster. I think they're built to win right now, and a quarterback, they're, they're a quarterback away. Will you get a top two quarterback in the NFL and stick him onto this roster? That's a, that's an amazing thing, but it's like a three year window. So, is it going to be lead, like leading into a quarterback purgatory? Are the Broncos going to give up like three first round picks for him, or what? What's the situation here? I, I can see the flip side of this coin where it might be more feasible and maybe more prudent to take a look in, into going and getting a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. However, if it does happen, I'm all for it. Like I, I definitely would accept this if, if it came down. It's not a gift horse. You you look in the mouth, right? Real quick, right. John. Let's uh, let's thank Christy for and welcome Christy and everybody else. We are so grateful to have each and every one of you with us here tonight. Welcome. That's a wow. shout out to Facebook. That's a shout out to Twitter. That's a shout out to Twitch and our great YouTube hardcore dedicated YouTube community. Christy, we call her on our show, of course, the Queen of MHH, jumping in from the top rope with an extremely extremely generous super chat, as she is wont to do from time to time. And here she is. Love you, Christy. Really appreciate you. She says, draft day with my boys. Zach, she's uh, she's flexing hard for the community. Christy is absolutely unbelievable, and I think everyone on this dais right here can echo that. She's been a tremendous support to all the podcasts, and that's why she's truly the queen of the entire network. I just When you were talking, though, about Aaron Rodgers, Chad, I had a question come to me I want to pose to everyone else. If they are on the verge of acquiring Aaron Rodgers, what was the motivation of picking up Bridgewater then? Insurance. At the time, I don't think that they realized that Aaron Rodgers was going to be available. They, I mean, it didn't seem like he was headed to this thing. So they just went and got Bridgewater as insurance as if they didn't weren't able to get a quarterback for tonight because they've wanted a vet quarterback to at least compete with Locke or mentor a rookie, one of the two. Rodgers just became available and it just started calling. And so it seems to be just that insurance. Guys, this is crazy. This is crazy. About Aaron Rodgers. All the momentum is Aaron Rodgers is coming to Denver, Nick. It's I am uh I'm beside myself. Also, I want to get back. We're calling Christy the queen of MHH, but she's gonna have to take that title from Eric first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, had to do it. Had to do it. Um, but uh I mean, I you know, guys, we've been all different some a bunch of us different opinions about the quarterback situation here, but uh if there was one reality that we could all get behind, probably which, I mean, people said, oh, what about Rodgers? Oh, yeah, pie in the sky. This may happen. This gained so much momentum over the last time. There's multiple people far more connected than me that are, like, saying, like, this this is really about to go down. Um, so uh, I, I think it's an interesting conversation here where you talk about these young rookies, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, the cost-controlled quarterback. But make no mistake about it. This Broncos team is a quarterback away from contending. I mean, the offensive weapons, they're young. This is a young offense and it's ascending offensive line uh, the defense has no legitimate holes. I mean, people are talking about, uh, you know, the coverage linebacker or whatnot. You know, what really helps with uh, coverage linebacker issues. If you put up 40 points a game. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, for real, like it's outscore them. Um, so this really might be going down guys. I, I, today's been kind of a wild ride in general. Um, kind of in disbelief. Uh, but, uh, 
I'm not even not even worried about the pick number three right now. Like, right, we're like Trey Lance, Mac Jones, what happens there depends on what happens to the Broncos, their ability to get a quarterback or trade down. If you get Aaron Rodgers, it, it doesn't matter. It, you're getting up right now. It's not like, oh, maybe 2022, 2023, you have that growing period for a rookie quarterback. Giddy up. We're going. Like, it's 2021. We're going for it. I, I got to ask this question. Jay coming in here on uh, – on the on the chat stream here uh asking carl here uh can we get a monkey tail for aaron Rodgers? is that a thing too yes yes i i will add him to the list i i didn't have him on the list because i didn't think this was ever in a, a the realm of reality of aaron Rodgers coming to the denver broncos i mean th- this is like a madden move and and we always make fun of people who are like oh yeah just trade for this player that never happens this is i mean it like Chad said, this has never happened where a reigning MVP has been traded right after they had their MVP season. So just, uh, I I really am speechless right now of what to even think about this. Dude, it's it's almost like, and let me throw this over to, to Trevor and then I want to get Luke's thoughts too. Trevor, it's almost like, I mean, do you remember where you were when the news broke that indeed Peyton Manning had chosen to sign with the Denver Broncos? If that happens, I mean, it's almost more of a un- – if this happens with Rodgers, this almost feels like more of a unicorn tentpole event than even Peyton Manning because, you know, he was a, at least he was a free agent, right? And you could kind of picture that the, there was a competition to land him. Man, this is – it's almost – it just kind of smacks of unreality. Right. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I remember exactly. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner where I was when that news broke. Uh, it, was, it was it was one of the biggest moments in Broncos history. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that Rodgers is 37, I mean, yeah, that is a concern, but, you know, he just came off an MVP season. I, I don't see any signs of him slowing down. And to the point about 
you know, t uh, trading for Teddy Bridgewater, you know, it's insurance, but it, you know, he's also a heck of a backup. Uh, you know, if you bring in a 37 year old quarterback and you have to go to your backup, do you want to go to Teddy Bridgewater or do you want to go to a Drew Locke if he's still on the roster? So um, I think a lot of things play really well. I mean, you can't have too many good quarterbacks in the room. Uh, and I think I agree with y'all, you know, Aaron Rodgers in on this team on paper puts them up in the top tier of the entire league, not just in the AFC West or in the AFC. Um, so if you're buying that window, even if it is a three or four year window, I think you have to do it because the slow and steady approach that I think a lot of us have looked at and, and looking at these rookie quarterbacks and building this team up, uh, which is certainly is George Payton's approach. Um, that's not going to put you ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs in the next two or three years, uh, unless you happen to strike gold and you find your next Patrick Mahomes in this draft. Luke, your thoughts? Let's be honest. We can't afford the Raiders to get this cat either, right? Other than the Broncos are looking at Pat Mahomes twice a year, Justin Herbert, and oh yeah, welcome Aaron Rodgers to Las Vegas. That would be absolutely terrible. Uh, George Payton, I don't know what he did to deserve this. Now, we could talk about his patience and everything like that, but the Teddy Bridgewater news, I think we all saw that coming. It was just a little bit of a surprise happening a day early before the first round of the draft. As far as Aaron Rodgers goes, uh, I give up anything and everything to go after this cat. Now, it looks like three ones is the asking price, but are we expecting any starters to go with that? I know it's a rich price, but um, I would argue, you know, maybe a Bradley Chubb has to go. Uh, if you're the Green Bay Packers, you got to start looking at maybe potentially one starter, maybe even two from the Broncos, in addition to those first-round picks as well. So something to consider, uh, but you still pull the – pull the trigger you do the deal and you get a quarterback the reigning mvp in aaron Rodgers. that would be gnarly real quick shout out to simon up there north of the 49th parallel appreciate you my friend he says what's up mhh the day is finally here quarterback corner linebacker tackle trade up trade down trade for rogers we find out shortly time for peyton to do this let's get it great content through all of this simon appreciate you my brother and it's that level of support that we get from the great superstars in our community that allows us to continue bringing you this content investing our creative energies into this type of content so shout out to you my friend we really do appreciate you and then i see one here also daniel thank you for that super chat my friend make sure you connect with us and this is to everybody out there make sure you connect with us on twitter that's one place that it's really easy to keep the conversation going outside of these live streams. Daniel, you guys are awesome. He says, thanks so much for making the draft that much better. Really appreciate you. Really appreciate you, my friend. And tonight, Zach, I think, uh, I think it's going to be a pretty active night in the chat. Fans are pretty amped up. I mean, especially now, I mean, the, the possibility or the probability of the Broncos landing Aaron Rodgers. I have another question to pose to you guys, though. Is, is there a limit where it's too much? I mean, Luke mentioned multiple first-round picks and two defensive starters. I mean, Chad, I saw you make a little groan there when he said that. Is there a limit to you guys as to how much you'd give up for Aaron Rodgers? I, no, I, no, no. <laughs> you're going to want some draft picks to still hold on to. And I, you're going to want like a guy like Bradley Chubb still, because the window is now it's not like Deshaun Watson where the window is over 10 years. You don't want to be giving your primary players away right now, but if three first round picks and a second, maybe somebody like Deshaun Hamilton or some, I don't know, something like that, get it done because with Aaron Rodgers, with the, the way this roster is set up with Vic Fangio's defense to boot, this is a team that's going to be picking 26 to 32. 
right? So like those first round picks, they drop off massive value the, the farther you get from one overall. So uh, if you can give up first round picks and you know that you're going to be in this window of contention for the next few years, let's do point. it. Well, let's be honest. The Packers have to be greedy with this, right? Uh, they they can't necessarily they don't hold all the cards necessarily, but they hold a pretty big card. Uh, if you're the Green Bay Packers, who do you want from the Denver Broncos? I can tell you, Noah Fant's at the top of my list. Uh, that's that's definitely a rich a rich giveaway. Uh, you're seeing Noah Fant become one of the most. I think dynamic tight ends after having a rough start. And I put my foot in my mouth early. I called him a bust and I've recanted that since, but uh, I'd be comfortable with giving up like a Bradley Chubb, those three firsts and uh, Deshaun Hamilton. Sure. Why not? Drew Locke. Let's, let's go for it, man. Thank you for that super chat, Vincent. Um, I'll say this, you know, as far as what I would give up, I'm okay. If you can, if you can get Aaron Rodgers, and it is three firsts. All right. And then, you know, it's that's the starting point. I mean, I think you just give up what you got to give up to get him here. With, but where is that? Where is that realm of reason, Eric? As a guy that has been doing this a long time, and you've seen a lot of the precedents that have been set over the years. I mean, this would be an unprecedented type of move. But nevertheless, based on just you know NFL precedent, what we've seen over the years, what is? Yeah, as like Zach said, is there? A bridge too far to get Aaron Rodgers in Denver. I think there, I think there is a bridge too far to get him. I mean, he is 37 years old, and part of the issues in Green Bay, in Green Bay, is that even though he just signed an extension last year, he already wants a new deal. He wants to be one of the be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. That's part of the problem. So yeah, there is there is a step that is too far. I'm not sure what that is because we would never we've never seen a move like this before. I'm not sure if it is three firsts, Noah Fant and somebody else or Bradley Chubb and somebody else. I, I don't know about that, but uh, I'd basically be willing to let give them whatever they wanted for an MVP mm-hmm. quarterback. I mean, yeah. it makes them the best team in the NFL, in my opinion. The only yeah, thing I'd, I'd worry have... about, Lance, the only thing I'd worry about, dude, is that collarbone, that, that collarbone of Rodgers that has, uh, you know, it's been a little bit pesky over the years. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, like I said, 37 years old, you're just not sure how far he's going to take. And Eric kind of put out the, a good point there with him being kind of a, a not necessarily a diva, but more of, I mean, he's, he wants things his, his way. I mean, that was a big thing. And with, his, I mean, Mike McCarthy getting fired. So how does his uh, relationship with Pat Shermer go? Um, he wants to be challenged and, and have a, a, an offensive uh, scheme that's going to challenge him as a quarterback. Um, as far as a compensation, though, I'm I'm down with three first. Um, I, I don't necessarily know about Noah Fant, but Tim Patrick is a really intriguing option to me as far as a, a piece that you want to potentially get uh, get rid of. Um, because, yeah, he's on that restricted free agent tender. He's going to be looking for a deal here. They need weapons in, in Green Bay. And if you're giving up number nine, maybe they come up and they double down on the wide receiver. They get Tim Patrick and then they get like a, a Devontae Smith and they turn – that wide receiver core into something just legendary for Jordan Love to j- jump into and, and have some success right away. I and uh, Justina Anderson coming here saying uh, in regards to Denver, I'm told one of Aaron Rodgers' biggest attractions to the Broncos has been the sense of freedom he would feel with the offense with Elway still in the building. And uh, Packers clearly have many things to think about. And then also Peter Bertowski of the Athletic has covered the Packers for years, saying that the connections from the uh, Green Bay to Aaron Rodgers have gone from talking to a full blown yell. So uh, I think this is coming down the tracks. I really, I think this, I, this is going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. And it's Chase Wellner, real quick. Let me just shout out Chase, and then hold your thought. MHH Assemble, you guys rock. I'd honestly rather watch this than any other draft coverage. Chase, you the man. Go on. 
No, I appreciate that, Chase. And well, let's just be honest. I think Aaron Rodgers, he's arrogant, but don't we like that about Aaron Rodgers? Don't yeah. we like that confidence? Don't we? I'm not going to call it swag. Swag is something that we see with Drew Locke and some of these young kids that don't quite work out. I want confident quarterback. I want a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I want the MVP. And that's what you're getting in Aaron Rodgers. It's just, it feels so surreal, guys. It's bizarre. I know everyone uh, it probably feels anxious. I feel anxious. We're all waiting for this other shoe to drop. That shoe just happens to be Aaron Rodgers, and I hear you about his age, 37 years old. I get it. I would take one to two years if it means going from arguably the bottom of the barrel to a Super Bowl contending team. I'd do it. I'd trade Jerry Judy and three firsts, uh, maybe even Bradley Chubb too. You got to look at it, though. You're not going to keep all these starters. Man, more more and more buzz. We're all getting – our phones are lighting up with – communications let's just say from uh our colleagues our sources around the league things are cooking real quick shout out chris p appreciate you buddy all i want to know is who are we taking in the seventh hey uh you know that's why we got the draft experts on with this here anyone want to take that name somebody from the iowa hawkeyes and we're in baby let's do it now um i don't know probably looking for a running back there kind of more of a special teams contributor that late but uh we talked about it. You know, we talked about the holes on this team for a long time, but uh, many of us have also said, you know what covers holes? Elite quarterback play. You can have a non-perfect rostered and a flawed rostered if you have a special quarterback, a top five quarterback. Obviously, depth is going to matter at some point. We saw that with the Chiefs last year with the offensive line falling apart. Maybe don't take a running back in the first round. Uh, that's another conversation to have. Uh, but, I mean, gosh, man, this is uh, this could be a pretty special, memorable night. And, even, and the Broncos not even making a singular pick. That's, I love uh, it. I love Man, it. it was the crazy. Seventh, the seventh rounders. We're talking about tight ends like Noah Fant. How about we talk about another Noah, Noah Gray from Duke. I like him a lot. John Bates, Bo- Boise State. Uh, a couple late round tight ends, maybe if the Broncos wanted to go that route. It's still, it, it doesn't, I mean, late round guys, but man, if the Broncos can get Aaron Rodgers and still be able to nab Richie Grant at 40, I'm telling you, that's, that's where I'm at. That's, that's where my head's at. That that would be, uh, I, I could turn the draft off completely and just go lay down in peace. And if I had to die right then, it would, it would be just perfectly fine. <laughs> Getting Aaron Rodgers and pairing that with Richie Grant would make Denver one of the, go from one of the youngest teams to one of the oldest. <laughs> oh, easy, easy, man. We got a uh, we got a super chat from Corey H. Brings back, you know, harkens back to uh, Kevin Costner, Aaron Rodgers. No matter what, <laughs> man, it's it. This is this is so crazy, guys. Just last night, Zach and I were on this podcast breaking down what the Teddy Bridgewater deal meant. Victor, thank you for the super chat, buddy. Um, and he says Luke nailed it. Um, thank you. And now here we are talking about. Aaron Rodgers plausibly, realistically coming to Denver. Carl, dude, I'm seriously like, it's got, it just does surreal, unreal. Uh, it's happy birthday, Carl. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my daughter might be mad that she didn't give me the best present this year. Uh, but uh, no, it just, it is. It, it's still really hard to believe that this is going to happen. I keep waiting for the alarm to go off and wake up from this, this dream and then just be really disappointed the entire draft day. But uh, you know, th- this is, this is the NFL. It's been kind of a crazy year with everything that's going on. And I mean, obviously we saw Watson was possibly going to be traded. Wilson was possibly going to be traded. We see the 49ers trade up for their quarterback. And it's just, I mean, this has been one of the craziest years we've probably ever seen in the NFL when it comes to the most important position. So, I mean, it, it makes sense that of course 
During draft night, the craziest thing would happen. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Guys, sorry, I'm just looking at these messages and stuff I'm getting on my phone. It is a hopping, hopping night. Uh, we got one here from Chris, a.k.a. Crudum, jumping in. Had him on the Huddle Up podcast last night. It was great to, to meet you in person or as close to as in person as we can get here in the current uh, climate. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, draft night, let's go. I always love Zach's passion and input. What are your thoughts about making a real offer for Rodgers, Zach? I mean, I'm pinching myself as well, like everybody else, like Carl, like Luke. And uh, to Luke's point about the shoe dropping, won't that happen relatively soon? Because I feel like the Broncos' ninth pick would be part of that package. So a trade could conceivably go down relative. I mean, we're talking in the next couple minutes, potentially. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about it. I mean, the, just the, pro the possibility of getting the reigning MVP and pairing him with, if they keep those pieces together, Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, you have Melvin Gordon, you have a pretty good offensive line, uh, you have Albert O, Tim Patrick. I mean, this is an offense that has young weapons. They needed that quarterback to push them over the edge. And I agree, it wasn't Drew Locke last year, but if you can get Aaron Rodgers, Chad, or anybody else, I mean, how could you how could you smirk at that? Scoff. Man, man. Scoff smirk. Pobby, Pobby, love you, mm. appreciate you. You've been so generous. I mean, Bye, you're Bobby. always generous, but this week in particular, you've just been on fire. Just know that means the world to us. You know we love you. 
She says, happy draft day, guys. Go Broncos. And I know that one, two, three, four, five, six of us on this podcast tonight uh, will be uh, probably since Christmas, you know, we've been keeping warm with the blankets mm-hmm. that uh, Poppy sent out to the to the pod host. So we all know the heart, how big the, the Poppy's heart is. Yeah, appreciate so you, Poppy. That, I happy just draft as a thank you to Poppy, is my office is really cold, so I use your blanket whenever I'm live to help keep my legs warm. Yeah, <laughs> really appreciate the blanket. <laughs> Love it. All right, um, let me just quickly see here, John. Um, well, and here's a question for you guys, real quick: Is this the first time where the Broncos, like Broncos country, would actually benefit from waiting? Like, say Jacksonville goes yeah. on the clock here, right? It's like, okay, well, we could actually use some extra time right now here in Denver. Maybe it's not so bad waiting for Trevor Lawrence to be called at the very last second. It's it's crazy. Like everyone wanted this answer to happen, like right now. You know what I mean? And it's like they, they wanted Denver to go get Matt Stafford. They wanted them to go get Sam Darnold or whatever quarterback, it, it, whatever one you wanted. I mean, Deshaun Watson uh, trading up for Justin Fields, Trey Lance. But if if this is actually gonna gonna happen the way that it, we think it's gonna happen, and Aaron Rodgers is coming here, you wait until draft night to be able to land Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Fame player. Like this couldn't have worked out any better. And maybe it does show everybody that hey, patience is just a is a virtue. And that's, I mean, it's going to be amazing for the Broncos, hopefully. And it's going to be amazing for the coaching staff. It's going to be, I'm going to, I'll secede right now to Nick Kendall. I said Vic Fangio is going to get fired after this year. Not with Aaron Rodgers here. Uh, (laughs) You know, if Aaron's going to be like, here, do the defense. I got the offense. You know what? I don't need you to care about the offense. It's finally maybe a match made in heaven. Aaron Rodgers and Vic Fangio, they can both stick to what they do well at. And that's their side of the ball. And And then you have Mike Kliss interjecting while there are various reports out there on Aaron Rodgers and the Broncos, I'm told Broncos are not in talks with green Bay, all Broncos brass in war room gearing up for the draft. So of course, Cliss being Ooh, the wet blanket. It's that lying season. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's not, this is going to be insane. I love it. going to be insane. Appreciate that. All right, let's, uh, let's, Sorry, real quick. Let's grab the super from Victor. While we're still waiting on the precipice of things really getting going in earnest, let's try and catch up on some of our great supporters here. Victor, thanks again. Probably the most exciting draft in the decade. Time will tell. I mean, even if you take away the uh, you know Aaron Rodgers component, I think this has been one of the more hotly anticipated drafts relative to Broncos country. And then we also got Kirk Erickson. That's a newer name that we don't recognize on Super Chat. So welcome, cool. Kirk. Thank you very much for the support. Connect with us on Twitter. He says, first, super, gents. I usually listen to work the day after, but wouldn't miss the draft. <clears throat> I'll try to tune in more often to chat with Broncos country. Keep up the good work, boys. Thanks for the best Broncos content anywhere. Hey, dude, hats off. Appreciate you, Kirk, for real. Uh, and it's not just, you know, it's not about supers. It's about community and being engaged, contributing to the conversation. So keep coming back, my friend. We'd love to have you in the live chats and, and sounding off. Uh, real quick here, we got one from the doctor, all right? The doctor, he's on call tonight, and we need him because we're all about to pass out. We're all about to have seizures. You know, <laughs> but now this is the PhD doc, all right? Doc, Dr. Bush in the house. Thank you, Christopher. Really appreciate, appreciate you. Good to see you. Uh, hope you're enjoying draft night so far, my friend. Uh, John, real quick, guys. Um, uh, we need. We got Zeus in the house. Joseph. Michaela's in the house. Sal. Uh, that quartet if possible and then uh, guys whatever's on your mind why john gets those queued up 
Yeah, I think it's interesting when you start to see these conflicting reports. I don't know about you. Sometimes we're all involved in these conflicting reports. It's just the nature of the beast and covering the Denver Broncos and covering the NFL. Uh, Definitely makes for interesting social media, to say the least. I expect you're going to start seeing some... uh, Keyboard warriors getting after it if they haven't already started that uh, our friends in the Denver media, at least to all of us. But when I'm hearing Zach tell tell us Mike Kliss is kind of refuting these reports, I find it interesting. Mark Schlereth obviously has a good beat on what's going on. Mike Kliss does as well. Andrew Mason, our friends at KOA, the fan. Uh, it's just it's that season of lies. It's who do you know and do you want to believe them? It's really about preference at this point, And we got to we got to wait. We got Zeus in the house. Zeus McPeak. Zeus. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. Hope all is well in your neck of the woods. He says, hi, all. Finally. Yep, it's here, buddy. It's here, and we're about to sink our teeth into it. Also, we got here, James. Sorry the chat jumped you. We can't find your actual super, but we still got your message, and we're still going to read it, and we're still going to give you some love and shout you out. He says, I don't want Rodgers for the short term. I want to compete for the next 15 to 20 years. Short-term gain, long-term loss. All right, Eric, your thoughts, your, your reply to that. I think it gives you a lot more options going forward if you get Rodgers. I mean, you can still go and get a project in a year or two, um, depending on what Denver has to give up. Maybe with some comp picks that they get because they won't be able to keep everyone. They're able to pair those up and get up and get a pro- more of a project type. I don't think that it's necessarily rules you out of, being a, of this being a long-term move. I mean, Rodgers himself, I mean – three, four, or five years, I think that's what he has left in the tank. But it, I don't think that it's just a necessarily a, just a short-term move. Denver still has options with what they can do for, going forward. Maybe they end up keeping Drew Locke and continue to work with him. Who knows? But definitely not just a short-term move. And even if it is, you take it if it gives you a chance at a Super Bowl. Joseph, thanks for the super chat, my friend. Connect on Twitter. He says, can we get a show with Zach, Eric, and Nick Maybe a little debate. You know, in all honesty, we have been discussing uh, behind the scenes, and it's coming down the pike soon. We're not going to go overboard and and try and create, you know, wedge content that's contrived where we each just take an opposite perspective and force it down your throat. But on the issues that we really do have truly, you know, dug in opposing views on a given topic, we are going to start setting up some pod streams on those very issues and making it available to our supporters, both on YouTube and Facebook. So just stay tuned for that. My dog, you will eventually get your wish. That would be interesting. That would be a lot of fun. Like, like, like quite honestly, I, I remember, what was it prior to the season last year, Chad, you had to take a, a huddle up night off and I got to host for you and, and sit in with Zach. And uh, Zach was very ardent against uh, Garrett Bowles and him turning into anything that was actually going to be, you know, a, a, a high quality player. We and don't I talk about that, said, Lance. <laughs> we've, we've, we've had to uh, eat. I mean, the amount of Sriracha the two of us have had to put on the crow we've had to eat on Garibalds is, I mean, it's too much to even be contemplated. Yeah. Uh, John Houston jumping in here with a $5 super. Uh, come on guys. Let's roll it back with our boy lock. Have some faith. Hey, you know, I mean, Who? It'll, be, it, it'll, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how this plays out though. I, I, I want to answer this question. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. If, if the Broncos do go get, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and they, they think that drew lock could potentially, you know, develop in, uh, continue to develop. He needs some time to, uh, 
just continue to work on his craft and everything. I mean, I see the potential. There's definitely some talent there to work with. It's just how long are you willing to wait with him as a starter? Well, if you get Aaron Rodgers and you're looking at a two or three year window, you can reevaluate that situation at, you know, keep lock in tow and potentially have him develop behind Aaron Rodgers, similarly to Aaron Rodgers developing behind Brett Favre. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that this can play out guys. And I, that's actually kind of an enticing scenario to me. This Can I just say real quick, how nice it is. All right. To see this draft unfolding, with people in the crowd, with normalcy, we, we have yeah. inched close. It's not quite back to normalcy, you know, like perfect pre-pandemic normalcy, but my goodness, is it great to see this happen. And straightforward, good to see you, bro. He says, draft day, baby, going home early. Yeah, you get home, kick those feet up, keep the pot on. We're going to be breaking this down for you. Sal, appreciate you, dog. He says, y'all looking pretty fresh. Appreciate <laughs> that very much, Sal. Connect with us on Twitter. Also, shout out to our Twitch community, Psycho Vantus. Appreciate you, my friend. And this is a message to all of you out there. If you're listening on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, and you also happen to be a Twitcher, hey, at various points during our live streams, because we're going to be streaming through this entire first round, all of day two, all of day three, during these streams, be sure to head on over to Twitch, log in real quick, open up into one of our, our streams, contribute to the conversation there, because it's very helpful for us as we're trying to get our Twitch channel uh, to a point where it's monetized and we can benefit from that. So that's one way organically you guys can help us do that. All right. But the notion, Carl, of, hey, man, I don't want to bring Aaron Rodgers here because of the implications for Drew. Like, I'm a Drew guy, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Drew stan, if you will, right? I'm a Drew truther. But even I, I can't, I can't look that gift horse in the mouth. I mean, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Right. Well, I, I think it's Mike Clay has the Broncos with the sixth best roster in football right now. Mm-hmm. And that's including them having a bottom five quarterback position. And, and so you look at this roster and you look at a lot of the young talent that they have. You got Von Miller with maybe one to two years left here in Denver. Um, you just see the potential that this team could actually go win a Super Bowl in the next two to three years. And to me, if you get that kind of shot, you go take it. You don't really care about some other players' feelings that they might be frustrated that they don't get their chance. Uh, if you got the MVP on your team, I'm sorry, you, you go get that and uh, you go compete for Super Bowls. That's what this is about. That, that's what us as fans want. And uh, to, to go away from that and just hope that a quarterback's going to develop, it, it's just not not the way you go about football. I'm sorry. I want to go compete for Super Bowls every single year. And uh, right now, I don't think Drew Locke puts them over the top to go in towards that, especially when you got Patrick Mahomes in the division. And uh, it just uh, right now, if you go get Pat, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think the Broncos really are the best team in the AFC West. Ooh. That might seem like a hot take, guys, but contemplate it for a moment. Michaela, good to see you. Appreciate you. Rocking her MHH shirt. Love it. She says, Aaron, and by the way, I noticed in this one, you have cropped it where we can actually make out that very, very, let me say, tastefully designed uh, T-shirt <laughs> by Miss Christie, right? Yeah. Aaron, pre, uh, she says, Aaron frickin' Rogers, holy cow, this gets crazy. I heard Green Bay really wants Locke. Is it true? Now, real quick here, Trevor, the idea of, look, it, again, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Locke truther, all right? Um, I'll stand up and be counted, but – if you're going to bring in Aaron Rodgers at 37, still playing at an elite level, I mean, reigning MVP, and Green Bay is willing to take Locke off your hands as part of the compensation, do you even really think twice about that? 
I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I hear your point, Lance, about, you know, potentially having Locke groom behind an Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, Locke doesn't have a whole lot of time left. On, he's halfway through his rookie deal. I mean, he was a second round pick. He only had, you know, the four years. So, you know, what are you looking at there? Is he going to be ready two years down the line? And then you have to look at re-signing him at that point. Uh, there's a lot of variables there. So if, if, Throwing in lock discounts the price of everything else you have to give up. And I think it's it's really a no-brainer. And, you know, the picks, you know, three first-round picks, if if you've got a MVP caliber quarterback on your team, you're going to be picking at the bottom half of those first rounds anyway. So uh, I'm not so worried about the picks. I think it's really just what players get thrown in as part of this potential deal. I think that's going to be what we are really spending our time kind of digging into and trying to figure out, was it a good trade or not? Uh, I think at the end of the day though, based on what George Payton has done so far this off season, uh, if this deal actually does go through, I, I have a feeling that he's going to come out on the, on the better side of, of things. Uh, the Teddy Bridgewater trade, you know, we didn't think that we were probably going to get him for a six round pick and only have to pay him $3 million this year and void next year's, you know, all together. So, uh, I think it's a no-brainer. You throw in Drew Locke all day, mm. twice on Sundays. I agree. Levi, can we just, can we just be ahead, honest? Let's just be honest real quick. And Levi Hope coming in with a generous, generous, generous super chat. Finally back, guys. Working. Great to see everyone. Let's get this started. Thank you so much, Levi. We appreciate your support. Go Broncos. Uh, here, let's just be honest about Drew Locke. Drew Locke is not winning football games for the Denver Broncos. I would argue to say Drew Locke is not good at football. It, let's just stop pretending that Drew Locke is going to develop. Uh, it's not to say that there's not potential there, but this league waits for nobody. I'm sorry, Drew, your time was up. I'm sorry you had Pat Shermer. I'm sorry. It just, that that wasn't a good hand that was dealt to you. I get that you've had coaching turnover. Everybody's dealt with a lot of the same challenges that Drew Locke has. I feel for Drew. I think he's a good kid. I think he cares. Unlike Paxton Lynch, I think Drew wants to get better. Um, I'm not sure about Green Bay wanting Drew Locke with regards to that previous super chat. Uh, it's not something that I've been hearing, but I think if you're the Broncos and Aaron Rodgers comes here, you've got Teddy Bridgewater, who's a very competent number two. I don't mind having Teddy here at all. I don't know why you would want Drew Locke on this roster at that point. All right, we got Joey, who's who's got a question here. Sorry, Nick, and I'm going to let you answer this. You ready? Yes. Does Rodgers have any trade clause? Does he get to choose who he goes to? Um, Carl's saying, yes, he does have a no trade clause. Um, I mean, he's a great quarterback, so I don't know the specifics of Rogers's contract, but Rogers is also find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck. That's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500 or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative Canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, 
infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. So 37 years old and uh, looks like he enjoyed himself hosting Jeopardy. So he also has the card to play where, hey, Green Bay, if I'm not out of here, I'm gone. I don't need football. I can go hang out with my movie star fiance in Boulder and, you know, do whatever the heck I people do out in Boulder. Looking at you folks watching the draft right now. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, so uh, he's got leverage. You know, if Rodgers want to sit on him or if the Packers want to sit on him and he doesn't want to play ball, then he cannot play ball. Like he, Rodgers never seemed like somebody who absolutely needed football, right? Like he's a guy who's an incredible quarterback, a uh, really hard worker, puts obviously the time in the craft, but he has things outside of football going for him. So uh, if they don't want to play ball and Rodgers is done with them, then he could easily say, all right, it was a good career. I'm out. So just looked it up. Apparently there's only eight players in the NFL with a no trade clause and Aaron Rodgers actually isn't one of them. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. Good, good to know. Jacob. You guys all said yes, I didn't know. <laughs> hey, but even if he did have a no trade clause, I mean, look, if he's I mean he the I read a report earlier and I'm trying to rack my brain from who it came from, but that there he has made the threat similar to what we heard from uh, Deshaun Watson earlier in the spring here that hey, trade me or I'm just not going to play. You know, I'm done. And if that's the case, you know, the Packers I think, especially considering his legacy, you know, he's up there with Favre. He's up there with Bart Starr. Very ironic that that trio each have played. Like if Rodgers gets dealt 16 seasons as a Packer, 16 seasons as a Packer for Favre, 16 for Bart Starr, the irony is pretty thick. Jacob, appreciate that super chat, buddy. And he's got a message for you, Nick. Appreciate the work, Nick. Big Broncos energy. Absolutely. Jake and I go way back, dating back all the way to – elementary school fifth grade so jake and i've been friends for a long time appreciate it uh both the both him and i would lock eyes and wear that john elway number seven jersey on the playground i remember those days playing flag football in elementary so appreciate it jake you're a you're a great guy man duke Boynton, dude it's been a minute super yeah thanks john that that's better that way you're right uh thank you dude good to see you it's been a minute we have missed you no lie he says i just had to stop by say howdy y'all Missed every single one of you. Have a blast tonight. We have missed you too, my friend. Hope things are good in your neck of the woods. 
And, uh, you know, hope you stick around tonight. I hope you're back with us again tomorrow night for, for day two. It's going to be an absolute gas. Um, let's see here. Where are we? We're at 622. I'm trying to get to the timeline as current as possible. Uh, John Day from Georgia. I'm just seeing because you're right, that format, it's better with that many of us on screen to do it like this. Thank God for Buona Beast. All right. Thank the football gods for Buona mm-hmm. Beast to uh, keep this thing rolling on the ones and twos. Day from Georgia. Good to see you, bro. My first draft with y'all. I'm psyched. Hashtag Broncos country. Hashtag state of being. And you are one of our great supporters and superstars, Dave, that exemplify that little catchphrase that sprang up uh, however long ago it was. Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being. It's wherever you are, Dave, and you're in Georgia, and we love you, my friend. So, all right, it's looking like things are – I mean, the draft, they're on the clock, are the Jags. I mean, we all know what the pick's going to be here. They need here. to hurry the hell up. They've had let's five go. months on the clock. I don't know yeah, what the suspense is for. <laughs> let's go. I mean, what the Sam Hill we is need going this, on here. We need this time. We need this time to get this deal done with A.A. Ron. We got to – we need it. We need it. I mean, I'm getting conflicting reports. That makes me nervous. I'm getting a little upset now, you know. Mike Liss shooting down all of our optimism. Well, maybe maybe they're getting ready to throw a wrench in the work and, and take Zach Wilson instead of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, who knows? This this could be, oh, this, could be dude, this this would be so much fun if that happens. I love it, Lance. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see what Adam Schefter is reporting here, but uh, Nelson, appreciate you, my friend. Uh, not a name I recognize on Super Chat, so welcome, thank you, Nelson. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter. He says, "Hey, fellas, my first ever Super Chat. Welcome." I'm a huge fan of all the shows. It is draft night. Let's draft a QB or Rogers and let's have ourselves a ball. Yeah, dude, it's an exciting time. Even if they don't end up landing Aaron Rodgers, here we are in the first round. It's it's a historical night. I mean, this is the type of day where Broncos fans the world over, you know, you wake up, you put on your jersey, you put on your Broncos gear, you attack the day, and your boss is probably not even really looking at you too sideways. He's letting you come in in your Broncos jersey because it's draft day. And for all of us here, I mean, Zach and I, we're not we're not the draft gurus at Mile High Huddle, but even for us, this is one of those days on the calendar that you circle, Zach, you relish, and really, really anticipate. Yeah, and finally the pick is in. It's Trevor Lawrence. Hate to spoil that for anyone out there to Jacksonville. Now hopefully the Jets can keep this moving forward. I want to just get to pick number three. That's when the draft really starts to me. <laughs> Do you got that official, Zach? Are you watching it? I, I have it pulled up on my phone. I haven't actually I'm seen it. I'm on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's try and figure out who – all right, so Zach, that was off Twitter, right? Yeah. So real quick. Do you know who's tipping picks? Because I do, if you guys want to know it. <laughs> Well, I think what we would we want to try to do tonight is avoid, at least on the Broncos side, we don't want to spoil it if the Broncos do indeed make a pick tonight. We want to try and do it in as close to a real time as possible so we don't spoil it for anyone. But then again, they're here listening to us to get the information. So if the Broncos make the pick and we get the information, I mean, I, it might just be in our best interest and in our community's best interest to just get it out there if that's the pick and start analyzing this thing. Well, the first two are going to go chalk, so – yeah, I uh, I have uh, Roger Goodell walking to the podium right now. Yep. So if that gives any any kind of an inclination as to where the timing is of this. So if we're not tipping picks off of Twitter, we're doing it from the live stream um, or whatever, uh, whatever source you guys are watching this on live. Uh, I have. Yeah. And it's Trevor Lawrence from Roger Goodell right now. So, yep, I got that as well. How weird or let me ask you guys this, because speaking of Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars, Denver Broncos, former quarterback Tim Tebow reportedly worked out for them at tight end. 
what's everybody make of that? I mean, could we see Tim Tebow catching touchdown passes from Trevor Lawrence on red zone? Are we going to be looking at Tim Tebow as a tight end fantasy flex? I mean, what's going on here with Tim Tebow and the Jacksonville Jaguars? It's like asking, are you going to look at Tim Tebow, the Mets baseball star? It never happened, and he's <laughs> he's 10 years too late to be converting to tight end. He should have done this at least six years ago or so. So I don't know what he's trying to do. Keep his name in the headlines. Keep himself relevant. Just retire from sports. Go, go do something around the country. Be a motivational speaker. I don't know why you're trying to get involved with Jacksonville now when you've been out of the NFL picture for quite a long time. Oh. Um, the Broncos wizard, Mundung, is in the house. Good to see you, buddy. He goes, if it will help, get Rodgers. I'll throw in my 2011 Equinox and my firstborn. <laughs> Mundungus, you could probably live with that because you got a new one on the way this year. So, you know, you could, you could probably live with that compensation. <laughs> Appreciate it, Mike. Uh, John, whoops. Uh, do you have, by chance, 25-year veteran of the United States Air Force, Chris Hernandez? Uh, if so, let's, let's grab Chris here. Yep, it's looking like... Well, I don't know. I'm seeing Zach Wilson. Mom, I think, right? His mom? I guess she does. Yeah, she is. Mm, Yeah, that must be his mother. All right. um, Who's got better hair? Drew Locke or Zach Wilson? Oh, man. Zach Wilson. (laughs) Same barber. (laughs) I'm going to say uh, our own Trevor. What's up? Chris Hernandez with a very generous super. And happy birthday, Chris. Happy it's also birthday, Chris's Chris. birthday yeah, as well. Happy birthday, man. Same draft time. Let's go. Orange and blue. Love you, Chris. Love you. Still one of our favorite YouTube profile picks of all time. And of course, one of our favorite members of our community. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing better. <clears throat> Back on your feet with things, rocking and rolling, kicking butt, kicking life's butt. Great to have you with us, buddy. Thank you for the support. And now Ian Rappaport saying an update on the Packers. That's not really an update. Green Bay says they haven't engaged at all. Despite a few teams calling about trades for Rodgers, the Packers have no plans to trade him, so nothing has changed currently. I mean, do we expect any less out of Green out of Green Bay side of things? <laughs> so, no. What I I agree, and that's I agree with that, Eric. And and something else I would add is, you know, I guess that means he's not going to San Francisco, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. we know Zach Wilson's here, so we could pretty much rule that out. I think we all pretty much doubted after the news broke, you know, late last night that he would be traded in the same conference, especially a team that they would actually in all actuality see in the conference championship they don't want to see Aaron Rodgers they would have to deal him to an AFC team if it was in their best interest well and I I would add uh, Mike Silver earlier said uh, the big sign for the Broncos is if they trade back that means that they're working on a deal with Rodgers just means that they're trying to buy some more time trying to get a little bit more draft allocation um, possibly get some 2022 picks to kind of throw in there so that's something to kind of keep an eye on. If the Broncos, I mean, obviously if they take a quarterback at nine, that means they're off on Rodgers. But if they try to trade back, that doesn't mean that they're off on Rodgers. It just means that they're trying to try to build more time into it. That that could back. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. 
Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Fire. I mean, you know, if you're looking at the Broncos moving back to get time, I, I hear that and that makes sense. But what if Green Bay's things shut down all of a sudden or there another right. trade partner comes in out of nowhere? You know, John Gruden, not necessarily out of nowhere, but that's a big risk, you know, and maybe obtaining Aaron Rodgers. That'd be tough. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a huge risk all the way around. I mean, you go for a 37-year-old quarterback, that's a risk. You go for a rookie quarterback, that's a risk. You trade back, hoping that you land Rodgers. I mean, th th that's just a, the fun of the game right now for the Broncos is everything's a huge risk and everything could end amazingly and it could end as poorly as possible as, at the same time. So, uh, Peyton, <laughs> what a first year as a, a GM to have all this going on on his plate. Let's hope he sticks it. Let's hope he sticks this one. I like. I mean, it, he's he's done a very good job so far. And don't get me wrong, I, I love every move he's done. I mean, he bolstered the cornerback depth. The only thing he really hasn't done is figured out the quarterback situation, which I mean could be coming down the pike here anytime now. Um, the linebacker position, you know. But I mean, he he went out and got some value signings with Kyle Fuller coming in nine and a half million dollars. That's a that's a great signing for this defense. I mean, uh, there's you've got the Shelby Harris deal. You've got the the Justin the Justin Simmons deal as well. Like there's there's a lot to like about it. Now let's just let's just hope that he hammers this one down and, and finalizes his team and, and puts him into contention right away. Trevor, what do you think, dude? We haven't got, we haven't got to listen to Trevor here in a minute. What do you think, man? What's going through your head right yeah, now? Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, you know, we're talking about, you know, trading back, still being in the mix for Rogers. Like I, I feel like the pressure is really on green Bay to do something before it even gets to that pick or even before it gets to San Francisco for that matter, because you know, if Rodgers is really digging in and taking this stance that, hey, I'm not going to play in Green Bay, it is in their best interest to move him right now when they still can and they can capitalize on a number three pick or a number nine pick or 
one of these premier selections in this draft. Uh, the only reason that I would see that not happening is, you know, maybe they aren't in love with some of these guys at the top of this draft, which I don't, I find hard to believe because there's such really good talent here. Um, but I think that the pressure is squarely on Green Bay. Um, and I think that they need to do something quickly. So we'll see. John Houston, thank you for the super chat, buddy. And he says, I always liked Bernie Kozar. Nice guy. Poor Bernie, man. I mean, this guy, who knows what his NFL legend could have been if not for one John Elway, a guy that got – what was it? I, I mean, I'm the I'm probably the oldest guy on screen right now, so I think my memory is the one that probably stretches back the furthest. But two AFC title games for sure. Was it three? Was it three that Bernie led the Browns to? I can't remember for sure, but I know it's two. Poor Bernie, man. But he still had quite the career for for uh, the Browns, you know. And he's a legend in Cleveland to this day. Like he's, you know, in the in the '90s, started doing media. He's he's a legend. He's had his hands in a few different things. All right, um, real quick, guys. Couple shout outs here. Appreciate you guys heading on over to <clears throat> Twitch and our Twitch community. Appreciate you guys. Keep that conversation going. Make sure you're talking on Twitch. That is crucial. Also, we have a, I don't know about 700 live viewers with us right now on YouTube. And a couple hundred on Facebook, and then you add up Twitch and, and Twitter. We got a lot of lot of Broncos fans in the house with us. Guys, we would really appreciate it. Even if you're only with us for a few moments, please like the video, all right? Or if it's a platform that's a heart instead of a like or a thumbs up, interact with it. Give us the thumbs up. It helps us out tremendously. And really what it does is if it helps us grow and reach new Broncos fans, all right? Like-minded Broncos fans just like you. So, Think about this, all right? You got Broncos fans out there wandering the desert that might be ignorant of what's out there, this community waiting to embrace them, waiting to, to bring them on in to the manger. So you liking this video could help reach those very Broncos fans. Appreciate it. And Franklin, Chad, it yep. does look like this, the pick is in for the New York Jets. Surprise, surprise, Zach Wilson, BYU. Yep. He's, make, he's making the walk, and the Niners are officially on the clock. Franklin, thank you, buddy. At a local establishment watching the draft, but you guys and gals are on my phone so I can be a part of this great community as the draft happens. Go Broncos. Appreciate that, Franklin. And by the way, if you're on Twitter, connect with us, my friend. I've, I've tried to find you after a couple of these most recent shows, and I, I, I can't find a Franklin Peterson. So do one of these waves in the mentions, and, and uh, we'll connect. I feel so, bad guys, for Zach Wilson. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Talk about Zach Wilson and the Jets. Zach Wilson, I liked Zach Wilson a lot. He was actually one of my favorite. He was my favorite quarterback candidates. Um, the big concern for me, everybody's going to talk about his arm. Everybody's going to talk about his improvision. One of the big concerns, and Nick and I have talked about it on MHI a little bit. Uh, Nick's always reminding me, you know, when he gets pressured, uh, bad things tend to happen. And he did not get as much pressure at BYU as he's about to get in the AFC East. So I think that's going to be really, really tough. Uh, the New York Jets are not known for doing well with quarterbacks in the first round, still searching for their savior. Uh, I hope it works out for Zach Wilson, but I'm, I'm a little nervous for the guy. It just seems like of late, New York is where, the with the New York Jets, that's where highly drafted, you know, a uh, much anticipated, much coveted quarterbacks go to wither. Jacob Chase, thank you, buddy. I got off work, threw on the pot in the truck to learn. Aaron Rodgers may be on his way to Denver. My mind is blown. Guys, it sure was feeling like that, and it's still, you know, it, it's, uh, I don't know, Mike Kliss with the wet blanket, then the report that comes out, uh, the Packers, they're, you know, they still have no intention of trading him. 
It's hard to say, but the guys in Denver, the ones close on the Broncos side of things, are reporting that the deal is basically done. All right, it's this close. It's it's happening now. Who knows if it doesn't happen, guys? I guess you'll just have to, you know, we'll all have to console ourselves. I guess Carl with you know Drew Lock, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and whatever the Sam Hill happens at pick nine. Yeah, I, I mean, just to, if they don't get Rodgers, there's still other options out there. I mean, we, we could still see a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance that ends up in Denver, and and that, that could be a great thing. I mean, we, we've been talking about it for months on a lot of our shows of just how great this quarterback class is, and and so I, I don't think it completely takes away from those. It's just kind of hard going from, oh, my gosh, Broncos could be the top team in football to, okay, now we got to hope that this rookie develops. Uh, so that there is some drop off there, but, uh, but it's still, there, there's a lot of good things the Broncos could do tonight and, and still make this team a lot better and have a lot of hope for the future. Uh, so it, it would be a little let down because we've all been pretty hyped up. I mean, my, my blood pressure, I'm pretty sure it's spiked right now. Uh, just waiting <laughs> yeah. for all this. And it's just, it is, it's an emotional roller coaster right now for Broncos country. And, uh, and I, I love it. This is what it's about. This this is the fun of football. You just never know what's going to happen. Well, we don't know what's going to happen with San Francisco here in the next yeah. four minutes. My palms are sweaty. I'm <laughs> nervous. Um, hair on the hair on the back of my neck is up. I don't know about you guys, but man, we've been guessing for weeks since the San Francisco 49ers came up to three. What's everybody think the Niners are going to do? I mean, this is it. So Kyle I- Trask. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask you. I, I gotta ask you one thing here, uh, Luke. You have, you, you said your palms are sweaty. Is there vomit on your sweater already, Mom's spaghetti? <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, man. I tell you what. Yeah, I, arms are heavy. Yeah, that's right. We'll get, we'll get a little B rabbit going on, but no, man. 49ers, I don't know what they're gonna do. So much of this draft has been contingent on this number three hey, pick. How about everyone at the same time? We all say who they're gonna pick on three. All right, let's do it. Ready. One, two, three. Lance. Trey Lance. Oh, I love it. Is that 100%? Yeah, I didn't all think we'd us? all be on, on board with the same pick. I, I said money, Mac Jones. The money yeah. swung from Mac Jones to Trey Lance um, as far as Vegas is concerned. Uh, day of the draft, basically. I, that's the last thing I heard. And that was weird. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of cheering going on right now. So it looks like they might be making the selection instead of – trading it over to Green Bay. So it's going to be good news. That's for good Broncos, for Denver. Right? Um, so, Mike, thank you for the super. Hopefully we've updated you a little bit on what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. What's the buzz? Sorry, I missed the news. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully you're up to speed now, Mike, but uh, it could be happening. Keep, keep, uh, Stay tuned. Stay with us because things are popping. Mac Jones looked very sad a second ago in the in the green room so mm-hmm. not sure mm-hmm. maybe the mm-hmm. Niners are waiting two more minutes to give him the call uh looks like they panned was that Trey Lance or Justin Fields family couldn't tell oh, yeah Max doesn't look like a guy who just picked that was Justin <laughs> Fields they just showed okay all right and then you got Booger McFarland oh Booger oh Booger <laughs> Crudum coming in with a very generous oh. super chat appreciate you so much do we got news Chad yeah, real quick. Got to welcome on Tom. Sorry, Tom. I, I, you're sitting down there in the in the oh. green room, and um, there's so many of us on right now. It took me a second to look at the clock. I'm like, it's six. Oh, Tom's going to be on. Guys, this is Thomas Hall, bottom right-hand corner. Many of you need know that Tom needs no introduction. Of course, it's a brainchild between, uh, behind, I should say, convincing numbers on YouTube. Hasn't been a, It's been a while since he really um, cranked out the uh, convincing numbers series, but Trust when we say Tom's had a lot going on in his neck of the woods, Zach. 
it's Trey Lance. Sorry, Tom. It's good to see you on here. But the, Tom, the, the, Tom the what's going on? The Niners, Niners are picking uh, Trey Lance. How are you feeling, buddy? How am I feeling? Is that my, the question for me? You can hear me okay? My, my mic uh, broke down on me. So yeah, I you're okay. Just uh, just speak with a little volume and you'll be fine. All right. Uh, I I would, be, would have been surprised if they went with Mac Jones. So I think Trey Lance is uh, right up Shanahan's alley. So mobile quarterback. I think he's going to work wonders with him. So, does Trey Lance start from day one, or is he going to be sitting behind Jimmy Garoppolo? And when Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, we'll finally see Trey Lance. That's a good question. Uh, everybody says Trey Lance isn't ready, but um, I don't know. I think uh, I think there's a lot of rumors going around that Garoppolo is going to be traded. So you, you might see uh, Lance from day one. I it's hard to say, but. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of growing pains with that, but I think they, uh, I think Shanahan's uh, got a good offensive mind to figure out how to use him, even if he's uh, starting from day one. All right, real quick, Crudum, appreciate you, brother. No place I'd rather be than here with my football priest, talking and enjoying the draft. We are grateful to have you with us, my friend. Really appreciate you. Um, all right, real quick, John, as the, I want to go around the horn, we need Sarath. He has a super sticker. Real quick, guys, uh, we'll keep it relatively brief. Eric, your thoughts on, you know, your boy McCorkle. You didn't go. It was <laughs> Trey. It, it was always going to be Trey Lance. I mean, the Bron- uh, there's no way the 49ers wanted to go and settle for Jimmy Garoppolo Jr. if they're trying to upgrade the quarterback position. They just got lost to a quarterback that was mobile, was a threat with his legs in the Super Bowl a couple years ago in Patrick Mahomes. They weren't going to settle for an immobile quarterback that doesn't have the best arms. No matter how smart he was, no matter how well he can come and run the offense, that just wasn't the way they were going. It was always going to be Trey Lance. What are your thoughts, Nick? I mean, I'm so excited to watch Trey Lance in this wide zone offense. Uh, Mike McDaniel, uh, he's got, maybe they're not going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo now to give Trey Lance a year, but the dude is brilliant. He's got an incredible arm talent. He's built like a truck. He's the, the youngest quarterback in this class. And uh, heard from, you know, talking to people that uh, Trey Lance was leaning that way. A lot of people said Mac Jones still, but when the trade happened, it just, it just screamed Trey Lance. So, uh, I'm I'm a little bit bummed because he was a guy that I had a lot of hopes on. The Broncos maybe taking a swing on, especially after they landed Teddy Bridgewater yesterday. But uh, I'm happy for Trey Lance. He's going to an awesome situation, and uh, I'm happy he is going to the NFC. Hey, guys, real quick. I'm hearing some clicky clacky. So if you're not talking and it's possible to mute yourself when you're not on the mic, do so to avoid some of that um, clicky clacky popping sounds. Also, Tom, I'm getting a message from Mr. Producer. If it's possible, sit a little bit closer to whatever device has the mic, just a little bit closer. It's a little quiet, according to, to John, on the uh, on the end there. So, Sarah Chang, appreciate you, brother. You're amazing, dude. Thank you for that super chat. Glad to have you with us, my friend. Great to see you. Um, and, Tom, I don't know if it's possible with your device to mute when you're not on camera uh, or on mic when you're not actually speaking, but maybe look into that because – Actually, you can do it right now through through uh, StreamYard. Yep, you did it. Perfect. You're the man. So you're good. And and once you go on mic, like if we swing it over to you for a, for a comment on something, just unmute and boom, and then mute off. I do it every time I'm not talking. I, I mute my my, uh, my microphone, FYI. Uh, John, I did just send it, so check it out, buddy, on that email. All right. Um, let's see. Carl, your thoughts on Trey Lance to San Fran? 
Yeah, it's it's a great pick for them. Uh, I really didn't understand the whole Mac Jones. Like I said, it, it's he's a guy that you can win with, but not be a guy that you win because of. And Trey Lance is one of those guys with the, the ceiling that he has. He could easily be the best quarterback in this draft, and he's going to probably the best situation of any of the top quarterbacks. The 49ers have a lot of talent got one of the best offensive minds in football that he's going to be working with. And it just sets up well for him to be successful even early on, you know, because he has the legs, he has the arm. It just, uh, I'm glad that he went there and I think he's going to do great. And I find it funny that two North Dakota state quarterbacks have seen two of the biggest draft day trades or not day trades, but trades in the draft to go up and get them uh, of all the colleges that's the one that has seen yeah. teams just really go crazy for quarterbacks. And uh, so happy for him. I'm just interested now, where does Mac Jones go in the draft? Because it just kind of seems like it was either 49ers or it's going to be like down into the teens. Could be Washington. I could see Chicago choking Chicago. and trying to trade up to go after him, right? They, they like to do that. They like to give away the house to go get an awful quarterback in the draft. <laughs> Uh, you're not um, wrong there, man. You're definitely not wrong there. Is the, the whole Mitchell Trubisky trade? Uh, they got scared somebody was going to jump him with the 49ers, and they they gave up. I don't even remember what it was—a second and a third round pick or something like that—to jump up from three to two to take Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> like it's absolutely terrible. But I mean, it, McCorkle is is at least. I mean, I, I think he's better than Mitchell Trubisky. I think it, it, he may not be the athlete that Trubisky is, but he's a, a much more accurate passer. He's got a little bit more experience as far as like being at Alabama for more than mm-hmm. just a couple of seasons. And he didn't play a whole bunch of games. And I mean, that's the, the big knock on Trey Lance. I mean, uh, Mac Jones and Trey Lance played the same amount of games, they, 17 total starts for, between the two of them. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing to me. And I think that if you're going to have him learn behind anybody, you got Andy Dalton and Andy Dalton 2.0. So, I mean, why not? Like, if, that's, <laughs> if that's the move you're wanting, then there you go. You got it. I love it. And we hey, got a reminder, you. guys, if you're on mic and we flash a super, grab the super, because otherwise we'll be here till kingdom come because everyone is, is being so outgoing and everyone's passionate in the chat. So just give them a, if you're on mic and, and John flashes a super or I flash a super, just grab it. I'm going to do it in this case. But, Jeff, thank you, buddy. Elway Super Bowl, end career. Manning Super Bowl, ends career. Rodgers Super Bowl, ends career. All Broncos, we shall see, Luke. Yeah, we shall see. I'm excited for Trey Lance. Uh, makes me wonder where Mac Jones is going to go as well. I, you know, I don't hate Mac Jones the way a lot of folks do in terms of hating on a prospect. I don't think he has a noodle arm. He's just was born the wrong decade. This is not where the NFL game currently is. It's where that dual threat quarterback is. I'm excited for Trey Lance. I'm excited for Kyle Shanahan. I think they've got a lot of work to do, but uh, I don't think we're surprised. What happens now with Atlanta? That's one of the biggest questions, and uh, it's got to be Kyle Pitts. Let's uh, let's get some thoughts here from uh, from Trevor. Trevor, well, there's been I wouldn't necessarily call it debate, but some of us here on the on the podcast side have been a little bit split over you know not necessarily that Kyle Pitts is is not an elite caliber tight end, right? But like the the wisdom if you're the Denver Broncos and he's on the board at nine, taking him at nine. What are your thoughts on Kyle Pitts? I mean, you gotta love Kyle Pitts. He's he's a surefire blue chip prospect. I, I don't think there's really any way you can go wrong with taking him. I, I, I definitely understand the argument of Denver taking him at nine. It's kind of you're just loading up on a position that is already pretty loaded to begin with and on top of the receiver position. 
Um, you know, it looks like the Falcons pick is in right now. I do expect this is probably going to be Kyle Pitts here. Um, but that, that'll be interesting to see. I think if he's there at nine, um, I'm not sure that he actually is the pick. I think they would rather move down if, if, if that were an option or look at some of the other guys that are on the board. Tom, um, unmute because I'm about to ask you a question here. As I say, thank you to Rello Takeover. Good to see you, buddy. What's up, y'all? Broncos draft, Broncos country, MHH war room. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Of all your analytics, Tom, I know you've gone back, looked at probabilities, this position, that position, this pick in the draft, first round, success rates, miss rates. What can you tell our listeners on the analytics side about the wisdom of taking a tight end in the top 10 or the top five, no less? Well, from what I've seen uh, many times is you can wait to get a tight end later that's going to provide you adequate, if not better than average uh, on impact uh, as far as playing in the NFL. Uh, there has been w- only one uh, tight end in the top 10 in, in considerable amount of time of the stuff that I've studied, and that was uh, Eric Ibron. And, you know, he he has been serviceable. So in my mind, you know, you, you wait on a tight end. You don't take him in the first round. You wait till the later rounds because you're going to find somebody. Make that number two. Kyle Pitts has just been selected by the Atlanta Falcons. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Pitts is a, an amazing talent. I think I, I think he's going to maybe be a little bit different, uh, used a little bit differently than some of the tight ends in the have been used in the past. Uh, so maybe he you know breaks that mold. But I will say I also looked at um, some of the tight ends that had been selected in the first round compared to the you know the ones that provided really good impact in the NFL were pretty good starters versus the ones that weren't. And there are some traits that Cal Pitts has that can make him a, a superstar in, in the NFL. All right, real quick, shout out to our Facebook super supporters, showing us the love with some stars. Randy Jones, appreciate you, brother. Gary Leeds Palmer, David Wilder, Joe Kinghorn, that's a really cool name. Tim Klunder, Tom Agnetti, let me, let me scroll over. Denise Phillips, Marvin Bigelow. Claude Riley, Esteban Rivas, another really cool name. And Facebook's telling me there's there's even more. Victor Rios, Brad Murdoch as well, one of the OGs. Appreciate each and every one of you. Just understand tonight, things are really hot. But if we, we're, we're going to definitely be checking back on the back end to see your stars and give you shout-outs when you do. We might not be able to see every actual comment attached to those or questions attached to those stars in real time. But keep it coming, guys. It all adds up, and it all supports the content you're getting right now. All right, so with the Bengals going on the clock here soon, right now, um, guys, let's, I guess, let's just talk about, Nick, let me get get over to you for a second. It's been a minute. The way the mm-hmm. board has fallen now, let's just take that. I guess we you can include Aaron Rodgers as part of the analysis here, but how has or how will this, the way it's fallen so far, how's it shaping things for the Broncos at nine? Well, everything shapes around the quarterback decision here. And obviously there's a lot of talk about Rodgers still to the Broncos, but a lot of it will come down. Green Bay has to agree to a trade, right? And Ryan Harris, um, former right tackle of the Broncos, now doing radio bits, uh, hosting radio for 92.5, I believe. And he's saying that uh, he's talking to a few Packers sources saying the Packers front office has decided to call Aaron Rodgers' bluff and that no trade will be made currently. So the Broncos now are in a precarious situation where they are sitting there looking at the board how much do they like Justin Fields? Uh, is it worth it to sit there and wait and maybe trade back and gamble on getting an Aaron Rodgers in that trade back? Uh, you have Teddy Bridgewater. You have Drew Locke already there. Or do you like Justin Fields enough where, assuming now that he's 
not at the pick one through four, he'll probably be there at six. If he's there at six, do you like fields enough to go up and get him? Or is it more of, you're going to sit there at nine trade back from nine and accumulate assets where you can still be a, a front runner for Aaron Rodgers If this does get dragged out, because the, the Aaron Rodgers things just feels like it's going to end in a divorce either way. Do you want to put yourself in a position where you can be one of those teams to make the strongest bid for him? Zach, it feels like if you're the Packers and you can see the writing on the wall with Aaron Rodgers, he's trying to force his way out. He's already threatened he won't play if you don't trade him. Don't you feel like it's incumbent to get that deal done ASAP while the getting's good? I mean, striking while the iron's hot in terms of the value teams might be willing to give up while they're still in the top 10. Yeah, I understand how important he is to the Packers and how much he's he's brought the organization, but he's coming off an MVP season. He's 37 years old. His value will never be as high as it is right now. And they drafted his successor last year. How long is Jordan Love going to sit on the bench for? Why did you use a first-round pick on pick on him anyway? So I, I would think that if they want to get a deal done, they would they would look to get it done now. I saw that after June first, a the the financials make a deal a lot more palatable. But the Packers can't wait that long because no one will be pining for Aaron Rodgers. Everyone that needs a quarterback right now will solve that position in the draft. So I would I would tend to think that the Packers, if the time for calling his bluff was a few months ago, the time for making a deal is now. And the fact they haven't says to me that maybe there was a little more smoke from one side or the other that set this uh, whole rumor in motion. By the way, real quick, Bama Broncos, appreciate you, buddy. He goes, I'm more excited than a twister in a trailer park. Bring on the freshest (laughs) blood. Really appreciate you, brother. Eric, your thoughts on this topic. So with Aaron Rodgers having with the conversation I was having, it seems like that the big deal is the finances of it. It seems like Denver was really wanting to get a deal done, but Green Bay only has like under $3 million in cap space currently. They're eating $31 million to trade them. It's much better for them financially if they wait until June 2nd. Denver right now, they don't want to wait until then. We'll see what happens, kind of as Nick was talking about. We'll see what happens with Justin Fields if they go up and get him, if he falls to nine, whatever the case may be. But if they trade back, then Aaron Rodgers is still very much in play later down the road. Very, very interesting. Might be disappointing, I guess, um, Lance, to some Broncos fans if that's the way it shakes out. But again, well, I guess we can. Everyone can console themselves with analyzing, as the last super chat said, the new blood that's going to be coming in at nine. Well, and I put this out on my Twitter account earlier today. I mean, let's stop the vitriol for a little bit, guys. We are all Broncos fans, and regardless of what you think of, I mean, Drew Locke or Justin Fields or Trey Lance, whoever it may be, um, the, the, the Broncos do decide to take it nine or in a trade-up or a trade-back. This team is getting better, and the roster, as it's currently constructed, is is very well constructed. I mean, the, the, like I think Pro Football Focus had him as the, the sixth-best ros- best roster. Uh, Mike Clay of ESPN had him as the sixth-best roster in, uh, in the NFL, so – Regardless of what happens here soon, um, we're, the Broncos are going to get better. I mean, it, w- would we like to see a Hall of Fame quarterback come into here? Absolutely. And, but also at the same time, I mean, my preferred option going into the, into the draft was trading up to number six overall to go and get Justin Fields. And, I mean, that's still definitely very viable and up on the table here. So, I mean, um, it sounds like Cincinnati has a pick coming in here as well. But it's, it's very interesting to me to see how this is all going to play out. I would love either one of these options if Justin Fields is the guy here at number six overall then absolutely then I'm all for that um I still again I mean whether it's whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Justin Fields this team is going to get better they're going to be competitive next year all right so it looks like the pick is in uh am I hearing Jamar Chase guys for the Cincinnati Bengals yep are you kidding me man I feel so bad for Joe Burrow um dude he wanted it 
Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, yeah, he wanted it. Does it? Did his knee want it? Because the, he's going to be on his back all all this next season. That is a whole man. That's disappointing. It really is. I, I you know you're not going to protect your your number one quarterback. I don't get it. It's one of those. They have a couple guys that can play, maybe average to below average tackle. And they Brian feel like Reed? their quarterback can get rid of the football quick enough, and they, he's got enough legs to make things work. And and I guess I mean you want to make your your number one quarterback happy. And if it's go get his guy that he loves and Jamar Chase, I, I can I can understand it. Plus, this offensive tackle draft is deep. I mean, exactly, you're not going to yeah. get a, a Sewell or a Slater in the second round, obviously, but you still get guys that could be at least average players for you that can come in do pretty well. So I I get it. I, I probably would have gone offensive tackle as well, but I, I, if it makes your quarterback happy, I guess that in, in today's game, especially I mean, we're seeing Rogers wants to be moved. Watson wants to be moved. Wilson has Wilson. talked about, he wants to be moved. So you, you got to almost kind of play to the ego of the quarterback a little bit to make it work. And uh, I, I don't quite agree with it. I still think you should do what's best for the team, but uh, right now, I'm sure Joe Burrow is is jumping for joy. Well, if he can with that knee. <laughs> it also <laughs> it also seems like that one of the teams that really flagged Penny Sewell with maturity questions was Cincinnati. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Justin Gordon, real quick, appreciate the super chat, buddy. He says, and it's a symbolic one, nine dollars twenty one cents for pick nine in twenty one. Love that dude. Very poetic. We see you. Second year watching our war room, rocking my Broncos number 12 jersey, hoping to will Aaron Rodgers to Denver. Hashtag discount yeah. double check. If not, rock with lock. Hey, dude, I'm, a, I'm, I'm superstitious. I'm not just a little stitious like Michael Scott. I'm superstitious. So <laughs> anything you can do to stack the deck in, in your favor, man, by all means. Does it look like the pick is in for Miami? It looks like the commission is at the podium. It's, he's dude, hasn't announced Jamar Chase yeah. yet for me. Oh yeah, yeah. It, this could be a trade spot, boys. I saw, right the, I saw the aqua lights on him. That's what did it. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. this is a trade spot. I did I actually uh, plugging the Broncos for breakfast. We'll be back tomorrow morning at uh, eight a.m. Mountain Time. But uh, when I did a mock with uh, Scott Kennedy, so far this has fallen exactly as I predicted it. But I had the Broncos moving up to pick number six for Justin Fields. It's been pretty well. Uh, noted that the Broncos coaching staff is interested in Justin Fields. They've sent the, everybody out there to Columbus a few times. And uh, Miami, if the board fell this way with both Pitts and Chase off the board, there's been some talk that they would like to move back a little bit, still stay in the top 12 and have their choice of Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith. So uh, we'll see what comes to pass here. But uh, this is this is a flip spot where the, the future of the Broncos could change here if they do end up moving up, which is very possible. Nick, in that trade scenario, what did you have the Broncos giving up to move up two spots? I had them giving up 71 and a 2022 second, I believe. Okay. That hmm. sounds that's that seems realistic to me because it definitely sounded like Peyton didn't want to give away future ones for next year. So I I think that's a definitely pro, that's that's a realistic uh scenario. I think that's fair. Yeah. Real quick, Ryan Hamer across the pond in Britain. It's late. It's 1:30 a.m. in his neck of the woods. Really appreciate you being with us, my friend. He says, uh, I've just woken up for the draft. Set his alarm, I'm guessing. Rogers, am I still asleep? Broncos country for life. Man, it's so cool to see just all the the different locales that our community comes from because, again, 
Broncos country. It is a state of being. So welcome, Ryan. It's good to see you, buddy. All right, guys. Um, what are the Dolphins doing here? Trading back. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to stay and take Waddle. Trading back with Denver so that Denver can go get Justin Fields, please. Let's do that. I, I'm, I'm about that one. What about those other teams that want quarterbacks? Chicago, Washington, uh, New England. Scary, right? I mean, especially when you bring up the big bad Patriots. Could they be looking to come up? There are teams the like, like the Chargers, too. They need a tackle. I mean, Sewell's right there. They can move to Miami spot. Miami wanted to move down. The Chargers mm-hmm. reportedly wanted to come up. That could be another possibility. I think this is a trade, though, coming from Miami. Pick is yeah, in from Miami. Wow. Sorry, Zach. Miami. <laughs> no, never mind. I got it well, back, man. Tom. There you go. Tom's Jaylen laughing Waddle. at that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll be petty. I'll spoil it for everyone. It's Jalen Waddle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. We've got uh, so two is, Andrew two Morrow. Is happy just like Burrow. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, the college connection back-to-back. Uh, thanks, Andrew. Your super chat was jumped. The, just so hot and heavy tonight, but we're still grabbing your question. We're still giving you your love. Appreciate you. Hashtag says, Andrew, hashtag Nick's Beer Fund. Hey, go MHH, go Broncos. I hope we do. I hope we can do a, a discount double check tonight. Please, no blue and orange. You know what? Uh, your your two friends below the waist tonight. Get the deal done. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate that. Time will tell. Time will tell. But uh, <clears throat> I got to tell you, uh, Trevor, I'm going to throw it back to you, buddy. I got to tell you, the closer we inch to pick nine without anything breaking on the whole Aaron Rodgers front. I mean, got to assume that the chances of the Broncos making that deal dim. Yeah, I mean, uh, every pick that goes in, it definitely drops the odds a little bit more. Um, I'm still thinking, I'm kind of sticking with what I thought the Broncos are going to have been, what they would do from the beginning, and that's trade back. Um, and so far, the draft is pretty much unfolding exactly how most of us thought it would at the top. Um, I think that there definitely are a few teams that are probably a little bit more inclined to trade up and grab a Justin Fields here in these next several picks than Denver is. So uh, I think it's going to get to nine and Denver's going to be on the clock and they'll have to make a decision whether or not they're going to move back. Sharon, thank you for that super chat. It's great to have you back in the chat. It's been a minute. Sharon says, Merry Draft Day. What an inaugural year for Peyton. Yes, indeed. Things are popping. George Payton, I mean, John Elway got quite a few deals done in his, you know, first few years. But, man, I'm trying to think. 2011, of course, Vaughn and that that draft class. I don't remember there being too many uh, head-turning free agent deals in 2011. Of course, 12, you get Payton. 13, you add a couple of guys. 14, you had a huge free agency period. But, yeah, I mean, Peyton's so far, I mean, the only bone I can pick with Peyton up to this point is his decision with Philip Lindsay. But even that is one that, you know, you can understand. You can you can understand the rationale. But, yeah, he's he's been pretty, pretty stellar, Lance. It, it's been awesome, man. I mean, like I said earlier, he got Ronald Darby in on a three-year deal. To, to, to I mean, there's some scheme versatility with him. You can play some man as well. I'm, I'm probably better in zone um it gets it gets hit on double moves a lot but still i mean that's that's an upgrade there for the for the broncos over uh, i mean over even over just uh, michael ojamudia but then you, you go out and you go with kyle fuller um you, you bring back the, the core guys that you wanted to bring back and, and shelby harris and justin simmons it's, it, he's done a great job and now he's just got to figure out these these last final these last final puzzle pieces to see where it's going um 
As far as Philip Lindsay's concerned, I mean, that that really kind of stung to a lot of Broncos fans because he is the Colorado kid. He's the Denver guy. He went to uh, what uh, Denver South High School, I believe, uh, obviously the University of Colorado. So he's, he's been in Denver his entire life, you know, and he was a, a super huge fan favorite, but he just didn't work in, in Pat Shermer's scheme. They wanted to run him between the tackles and um, it in instead of getting him to the outside. And even when they did run him to the outside, he decided to cut it back and run between the tackles. So uh, he's also not the best receiver out of the backfield. Like he had what, like six or seven drops last year. So again, it's just with what Pat Shermer wants to do with his running backs, Philip Lindsay just didn't fit there. And I, I understand why they went and got Mike Boone, who is a little bit better of a receiver and a, a tougher runner between the tackles. He's got some more bulk to his frame. So you can't really fault the guy for making that tough decision. But at the same time, you got to, I mean, it just sucks for Philip Lindsay because I mean, there's a lot of Broncos fans that wanted to see him get the the money that Melvin Gordon got. So I don't know. It's it's very interesting to see how this is is kind of playing out right now. I mean, Waddle at six is huge to me. Um, this is again. I mean, Broncos are still in striking distance of a of a top tier quarterback. So it, it's going to be fun. Not crazy about the Vaughn Miller part for me. I would have liked to see either an extension done, but just what is mm-hmm. it, 18, 18 million for this year? That bothers me. Kyle Fuller, it is a good deal, but it's a one year rental. Kareem Jackson, one year rental. I like both of those moves, but to pretend like it's going to be anything really past that, uh, I, I can't go there. Uh, so, yeah, I like what George Payton is doing, but he's just, man, he, he's been blessed with this Aaron Rodgers news and to let it slip, it would be really tough to see Justin Fields within striking distance, like everyone's mentioning and not either want to go after him or take that big gamble, that big risk trade back, let someone else grab him and maybe you get Aaron Rodgers. Well, and uh, to, to kind of piggyback off of there, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I, I like Vic Fangio, and I think that they're doing a really good job of changing the culture of this team. But at the same time, like, as as you've very blatantly said before, we don't know if Vic Fangio is staying around. So what they're doing is they're, they're loading up the defensive side of the football for him to have the most success. They gave him his top cornerback when he was in Chicago. They gave him another cornerback. They brought back a safety that's thrived in this system, another safety that is one of the top safeties in the NFL. They're giving him every single piece that he can that he can have to succeed this year. So George Payton essentially is doubling down on Vic Fangio for right now with also the, I mean, yeah, if, 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 uh, if things go poorly, he can move on from, uh, from Vic Fangio, get rid of some of these older players that are on these one year rentals and rebuild the team in his vision. Or if nothing else, you go back and you you say to Kyle Fuller, who's I think still on this, uh, on the younger side of 30. I mean, you can, you can go and say, Hey, we'll give you a three year extension. You're going to be the, the, the bookend cornerback with Ronald Darby for the next three years. And we'll get you a safety in the draft. And we have a, a, a stellar defense set up for, you know, at least the next three or four years. So it's, it's a, it's a very interesting dichotomy there where you, you are, you're selling out for this year to make sure that Vic Fangio can actually continue to keep his job. Or you also have the opportunity to, if Vic doesn't get the job done and this team continues to lose football games, that he can move on and still rebuild this team in the correct vision and in the way that he wants to. So, I mean, again, it's it's nice to see the moves that he has made, but also at the same time, he's looking out for, and he's covering all of his bases, which is a very smart thing to do as a first-year GM. Brandon, thank you for the super chat, buddy. He says, Bama Broncos, bring him to Dove Valley. Hey, it's it's about to start happening, buddy. It is about to start. John, we need uh, Michaela. Zach, what's on your mind? There goes Penny Sewell to Detroit. Penny Sewell. Going to wow. protect one Jared Goff, huh? I'm hearing I'm hearing a weird sound. Check your mutes, boys, if you're not on. Somebody's typing. 
Penny. I think that's Thomas again. One one thing about the uh, about uh, Peyton's job, I think he's done a great job in free agency, but I think this draft is really going to define his the start to his career. I mean, let's face it, the the Kansas City Chiefs has have drafted about twice as many impact players that uh, over the last decade than the Broncos have, and we've got a nice roster that's coming together. I think there's some potential to have some uh, some really impact players on these last few drafts. But if he comes away with, I mean, the Chiefs have the impact player at the most important position in all of sports. If, if Payne doesn't come away with uh, Aaron Rodgers from this draft or some other uh, very um, you know high-impact player, it's going to be a letdown, I think. And it's going to be kind of a, a mark on his uh, start of his career. I like that, Tom. And I would ask you that. I would add to that Peyton has made his bones in the scouting community, a guy that is so well-respected. So many people in the scouting community didn't think he would accept the Denver job. He had other opportunities. Uh, you know, it was kind of one of those things. Why did he choose Denver? You know, and I think John Elway certainly deserves some credit in that, the ultimate salesman. And it makes you wonder, and I want to ask the question as this draft progresses we just saw behind the the scenes no shortcuts right the broncos videos john elway some clips in there how involved is john elway if in fact the broncos are trying to obtain one aaron Rodgers? you gotta assume that he's a big part of that but at the same time i'm with you like elway the closer right but 2012 one of the reasons peyton picked the broncos and why denver was so attractive was Elway made his pitch and then hung back. He didn't try and strong arm. He didn't try for the hard close. Peyton really appreciated that. But nevertheless, with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, their hands are a little bit tied in terms of contacting someone that's under contract and all that. But you got to assume, I would think, Zach, that Elway is seeing the opportunity for a swan song. Because, you know, the last few years, post-Super Bowl 50, not so good. He wants to end on a good note. His hope was to provide Denver with a, a future franchise guy before he rides off into the sunset, which is probably going to be next year by this time next year, Aaron Rodgers would allow him to do that with a nice punctuation, a nice exclamation point there. Yeah. But is that, would that be an Elway move though? I mean, how much impact would he have in making that move? Would it be a George Payton move? Because this is George Payton's team. He's the GM. And I wonder how much could he really provide the Broncos? I mean, Vic Fangio was in Chicago watching Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. George Payton was in Minnesota watching Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Those are two sets of eyes that seen Aaron Rodgers way more up close and personal than John Elway has. So I'm sure if it came down to what Payton said, listen, is he worth moving on from Locke? Is it worth giving up this capital? Is it worth bringing Rodgers into this culture in Dove Valley? Those are questions that John Elway can answer. But in terms of whether Rodgers is, is a good quarterback or the technical aspects of that, I think Fangio and Peyton have way more of, a, of an input on that. I just wonder why you keep John Elway on the roster if not for moves like this, if not for trying to get these deals done. Uh, I just I don't understand why he's there in the bullpen. I get it's George Payton's team, and he's certainly guiding the direction. I would just hope one John Elway would be involved. And speaking of involved, Michaela Parker has been very involved in the in the chat tonight, a very generous super, sacrificing a chicken to the football gods for Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely feel love that. it. Thank you, Michaela. <laughs> Just one. Zach, that re that reminds me of uh, our, <laughs> the our, Atwater our, story. our interaction with Atwater <laughs> yeah. in, at the combine a couple years ago, but um, I digress. All right, so 
the Lions pick Penny Sewell at number seven. Number eight, the Panthers are on the clock. Um, this is the Justin Fields pick. If it, if if he's if he comes yeah. off the board here, Denver's got to trade back. If it's not Justin Fields here, then uh, Denver has a really tough decision to make. Denver has a really tough decision to make. Well, remember what Lance kept saying: Justin or Mac Jones at nine, still a possibility. <laughs> uh, no, it is, and everyone, I get that's tongue in cheek, but it really is. Mike Liss has been lassie barking that something I've been writing about at nauseum. Not because I want Mac Jones here, but because I think there's some validity there. Now we're seeing teammates going with teammates, quarterback, wide receiver connection. Could you see a Jerry Judy Mac Jones connection? That'd be a little odd, especially at the number nine pick. But I agree with Nick. Don't discount the Carolina Panthers for a quarterback. I don't know. I'm 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 dead set on giving them Rashawn Slater right here. I there I think that he's their offensive tackle number one. I think that's actually been reported in multiple different areas. I mean, Rashawn Slater here, the versatility to play in guard. He can play at center. He can play right or left side. Um, the the Panthers are looking for offensive tackle help. They just went and got Sam Darnold, and what did he not have in uh, in New York? I mean, he didn't have an offensive line. So now you've got Justin Wilson or uh, uh, Justin Wilson, uh, <laughs> Zach Wilson going going over to the uh, to the New York Jets, and they don't have an offensive line to protect him either. So why would you run that back with with Sam Darnold in Carolina? You know what I mean? Like to me, this makes more sense for them to either uh, take Rashawn Slater here or potentially even move out for a team that's going to come up and look for a quarterback like a Washington or a or a. Um, uh, you know, Chicago, um, maybe even a Pittsburgh, if that's like the, the direction that they're looking at is going to get in quarterback. Like, uh, it, it, I don't think quarterback here at eight is going to be Carolina. Let me just say that. Well, we're going to find out how much they love Sam Darnold. Yeah. True. True. They don't love him enough to not uh, extend his fifth year option yet, right? Yep. And we got Rogue, Rogue Theory. Appreciate you, buddy, Joshua. Go ahead, Luke. Grab him. And then also, uh, Carolina's only got two more minutes left on the clock. Rogue Theory, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate everybody in the chat, too, trying to get to everyone as quickly as we can. Rogue Theory, thank you so much. Draft day, baby. Let's go. Hashtag the huddle up squad. Absolutely. Josh, you the man. Love you, Josh. Thank you guys so much for all of the support. Um, yeah, Rashawn Slater, I'm looking at John. Was that John Bowanabee's favorite tackle, I think, right? On Twitter, I think he said oh, he yeah. liked Rashawn Slater he's, quite he's a bit. Yeah, Slater. I know he liked Rashawn Slater a lot more than Penny Sewell. Uh, a really good prospect, Lance. I, uh, I could see it. Sure. I could see Matt Roll wanting to go after that. All right, uh, real quick, I want to give some, some shout-outs in the chat. You know, at high impact times like this, a lot of uh, scrutiny, a lot of anticipation, a lot of eyeballs. Um, we want to try and be as democratic as possible. But, of course, the Super Chat superstars have to come first, and that includes YouTube and Facebook. But still, shouting out those of you that are keeping the combo going over on Twitch. Love you guys. Uh, our Twitter audience, each and every one of you, we appreciate you. All right, so we got 54 seconds left till the Broncos are going to officially be on the clock. Man, I'm just I'm scared. Is this going to be Justin Fields at eight? And if it isn't Justin Fields at eight, what do the Broncos do? Is this is this going to be a log jam at quarterback with Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, Justin Fields? I mean, if Justin Fields is there at nine, I think that Justin Fields is the pick and Drew Locke is done in Denver, unfortunately for him. But at that point, I think that a parting of ways would be best for everybody involved. 
but it really really depends on what happens here at eight. I mean, if a team moves up, I don't know if the pick's in or not. The, the pick just um, came in. It, it, just, had, it just so it, came in. I doubt, I doubt it's Fields. Yeah, I don't think it's a quarterback. I, I, I think it could be Slater or a corner even. Corner. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah if, if Fields is there, I think it's Fields for Denver. All right, it's going to be interesting it's, here. We're we're getting close, Zach. It's Horn. So the Broncos wow. officially okay. Horn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. wow. Chad, wasn't that, that absolutely loved him? I th- wasn't that one of the mock uh, players to Carolina? If I remember correctly, wasn't Horn in that spot, or was it Slater? Uh, in the SI publisher mock draft, I want to say it was Slater at eight, and Horn I took at nine. That's right. Well, now the Broncos have their pick, guys. They can take Fields. They can take, God forbid, Mac Jones. They can take Michael Parsons. They can trade down. I think that would indicate, as, as Nick tweeted, which I agree with, if they trade down here with Fields on the board, that indicates they have another plan up their sleeve for later this offseason. But if they don't like Fields, guys, they can move down. This is the, the high leverage spot now. If a team like the Patriots or Chicago, Washington, whoever, if they love Fields and have to have them, I mean, this is where Peyton can really leverage them for more picks. So if it's the Broncos are on the clock, the pick is in, right? I mean, if the pick is in, the Broncos are on the clock. Am I am I wrong? They're on the clock. Yes. Yeah, They're they should the be on the clock. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. then I get to I get to use our graphic. Okay, finally I get to use this bad boy. Ooh, Broncos, nice. your Denver Broncos are on the clock. All right. And let, me, let me just say I'm taking I'm taking my shoes off right now because I promised everybody that if the Broncos do manage to figure out a way to get Justin Fields, I would clap my feet for everyone. I don't want to so. see your feet, dude. <laughs> no. Right now. <laughs> By the way, that sounded guys, very personal, Chad. <laughs> we've got we got almost a thousand people with us on YouTube. Guys, give us a like on YouTube. All right, even if you're only with us for a minute. And even if you're disagreeing with some of our takes here, at least if you respect the effort, give us a like on YouTube. Give us that like. Hundreds already with us currently also on Facebook. It's great to have each and every one of you with us. Uh, That's a little organic thing you can do. Like the true litmus test, though, is if we're doing a good job for you, share this out there. Help us continue to grow. And uh, we can still reach a lot of Broncos fans tonight that might be floating out there, not aware of what's cooking with this team and what's, what's going on with Mile High Huddle. All right. Guys, Justin Fields is on the table here. This is a real Sophie's choice. Is there any way in your mind, Carl, can you see the Denver Broncos passing on Justin Fields? I mean, he's fallen this far. we got to assume it's for a reason. I mean, I don't pretend to know what that reason might be, but your thoughts. I, Me personally, I would not pass on him. I, I just – he is such a good quarterback. Uh, I, I have him as my number two quarterback in this draft. I, I think he'd be a great fit with the, the system, even here with Shermer, because he's highly accurate and Shermer's system is built on yards after catch. And you, you mix him with these kind of weapons. Oh my gosh, it could be fireworks right off the bat. I, I just, I'm, I'm shaking right now because this is my guy. This is what I've been dreaming of for the Broncos. And, and I, I love Rodgers. I do. But I've gone back and forth ever since we, we heard that the Rodgers thing could be a reality of whether I'd still want to go Fields or Rodgers because you could get 15, 20 years out of out of Fields. And plus you get these five years of rookie contract where you can build an amazing team around this guy. I, I just uh, – I I really hope they don't pass on him. I, I just would not like to play the chicken game with with Green Bay. I, I just I, – I don't want to take that chance. I've got my, my guy right here. Go get him. A bird in hand is worth two in the bush. You already know that you got your guy. If you want him, go get him. He's there. 
Man, it's cooking, trade baby. Back. It's cooking. Trade back. John, trade back. John, do you have Marcus Duran if you've got him by chance? If not, I'm going to scoot down and see if I can flash him while we got a little bit of a lull going here, waiting for the Denver Broncos to. Nope, he's not in my. I don't see him on mine. If you can grab him, that would be really cool. We'll get to you, my friend. Don't worry. Um, it's like right around five minutes to go with the Denver Broncos. I got to say that they, if they have a chance to take Justin Fields, I, I'm, from what I'm hearing, he's, he's a heck of a player. You trade back, you better get a massive haul because you have a much higher probability of getting that impact taken now than trying to come back, trade back, and getting a couple extra picks because it falls off the cliff once you get past the top 10, how fast your probability of getting an impact player is. If they trade back to be, to get, I don't know, who, who would they be trading back for? Why would you pass up on what seems to be a pretty darn good quarterback talent when you have uh, been terrible at the quarterback position for the last several years? I mean, Drew Locke. I just did an analysis based on, uh, you know, based on era, and he, he was the 75th. He was number 75 in the top worst seasons in 2020 since 1960. That's how bad his season was. Um, I mean, I like Drew Locke, but there's definitely been a void at that position. I just, I, if they pass up on, and they must not like Fields if they pass up on him is all I'm saying. So could we do a quick rapid fire real quick? Um, yes or no to Justin Fields, Chad? I'm I'm passing on Justin Fields. Sorry, guys. I'm taking Mark uh, Micah Parsons right here. I'm taking Slater yeah. right here. I'm I'm not taking a quarterback right here. Um, Boom. Love it. Boom. And don't forget to mute if you're off mic, guys. Don't forget to mute. Um, but yeah, that's that's my that would be my pick. Uh, Zach, what's yours? What I think the Broncos will do is take Fields. Do I want them to? I'll, I'm in agreement with you. I think they. Uh, I would move back and just pillage another team for draft capital and then use that capital to maybe come up in the first or second round. But when you have a quarterback fall into your lap, you don't have to give up any capital, any compensation. How do you not pull the trigger? Eric, do you want Justin Fields? Yeah, that's the way I would go. I mean, it's the best thing on the best player on the board right now on or on my board anyways, you got to have that quarterback. You got to upgrade. You can't continue to roll with somebody who was the worst quarterback in the NFL last year. I get there are other circumstances behind it, but if it's not fields, I'm trading down. Quick shout out. I'm going to serve it back over to Lance. We got two minutes left here. Marcus Duran. Appreciate you, buddy. He says started listening a year ago, but rarely able to catch live. Love all the shows. Thanks to you all. I don't care what happens. Peyton has done a great job, and I'm excited for the season. No matter what, go Broncos. Hashtag state of being. Love it, Marcus. Thank really you. good to have you. And stick around, man. Is try and uh, you know you might have a schedule that doesn't allow you to be with us in the evenings, but it's not hard to remember. You got a live Mile High Huddle podcast streaming literally seven days a week from six Mountain to seven Mountain. That hour block. So hope to see you more in the chats, my friend. Appreciate you. Uh, Lance, quickly though, very quickly. Yeah, I guess for you, it's Justin Fields. That'd be the dream, right? For you? Yeah, Justin Fields is quarterback one to me. I, I don't care what anybody says. You can you can hate me for it, uh, Trevor Lawrence and whatnot. No, Justin Fields is quarterback one. The processing, the the arm strength. The, he's got a baseball arm. He's got high end athleticism. You can un, it'll like unlock some of that potential with him if you put him in the right scheme. Justin Fields is quarterback one, and as of right now, it, it's it's Justin Fields. Plain and simple. Yes. Carl, we know your thoughts. Luke, 
How about you, bud? I trade back trying to keep Aaron Rodgers alive. I try to get that haul that Zach was talking about. Chad, I'm with you. I love Micah Parsons. Absolutely love him. So much that Nick and I scream at each other over it on Saturday <laughs> nights on MHI. Um, so, no, it's it's a no for me. How about you, Nick? Would you take Justin Fields here? Yeah, 100%. Drew Locke's been a bottom three quarterback, bottom five quarterback. He was a second-round pick. You still don't know what you have with only two years left of control. He's been injured two years in a row. He's got the worst completion percentage over expected of any quarterback in the NFL. He's been bottom two in turnover per play. I mean, you can't roll into next season with him and expect to be anything more than a 500 team. You have a great quarterback prospect fell into your lap. Um, if the epilepsy scares you, that's another thing. Um, I, I am a scientist, but I'm not a neurologist, so I'm not going to speak to that. Um, but, uh, I mean, rolling into next season with Drew Locke, I would put money down right now that if it was Drew Locke versus Teddy Bridgewater and there's not injuries, Bridgewater's winning. Um, so uh, I think that's probably where I'm going to lean. I just I have zero faith in Drew Locke. And uh, I think if you're going to take a swing, every single pick is like a risk. If you're going to risk, go big, go for the quarterback. The pick is in. Pick is in. They didn't trade. Trevor, do you uh, you anticipate yeah. him taking Justin Fields here, bud? I, I do not. I think I think Slater's the pick. I I, I have not sensed that they've been on Justin Fields this this whole pre-draft process. So it's going to be a move that if it is not Fields, is going to define George Payton though, because that is what we'll be looking back at for years to come. Ooh. Man, oh, here we go, Broncos. Go, go, Carl. Don't don't you dare tip it. Don't you dare tip it, Zach. Promise you I won't. I'll, I'll react with my face only. I won't say anything. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I'm going to have to walk this out is, of Mac this Jones. Is... If it's Mac if it's Jones, Jones and Oh, my God. Oh. Is it going to be uh, Clis, Clis just tweeted it. On, all I'm going to say is, oh, my God. It's not a quarterback. Okay. Uh, it's Slater. They went nope. Slater. Nope. Patrick oh my goodness! In the second, dude. Yes. Oh my goodness! Oh. Luke spoiled it. Luke spoiled it. Patrick's oh. gonna We're gonna have some pissed off Broncos. Oh. Interesting. All right. I had Patrick Sertan the second as my number one rated corner very, very early. That being said, wow. I am disappointed with wow. this pick. Um, it's a quarterback wow. desperate league, boys. Justin Fields wasn't my favorite, but Justin Fields or Patrick Sertan the second, I probably would have went Justin Fields. Wow. Guys, what is that on field? Is it the epilepsy? Because, Nick, maybe explain this. I don't think a lot of uh, the listeners know what we're talking about when we say epilepsy and Justin Fields, because that was a relatively recent development on, you know, that coming out publicly. Yeah, I mean, it's concern for him, the seizures he's had. So uh, we will see what happens there. Um, but it is Patrick Sertain. Um, there's also been some talk about Justin Fields questioning coachability. Um, and, you know, there's questions about his, uh, not character is the wrong word, but just his personality. Um, so maybe kind of being a little bit of a prima donna. Granted, that's true with quarterbacks, a lot of quarterbacks in general. Um, but uh, the Broncos take probably the, if not the safest player in the draft, one of the safest player in the draft in uh, Patrick, Patrick Sertain. I'm not sure exactly wow. about the scheme fit per se, but I mean, he's going to tackle, he's going to cover space. He's long. He's very smart. Um, so uh, the Broncos continue to address the cornerback position. I wrote a piece very early on in the off season, how the Vikings have prioritized uh, the cornerback position underneath Spielman and during uh, Peyton's tenure in Minnesota. Well, here we are. Pa- uh, Patrick Sertain, the Broncos go heavy, hard and deep at the cornerback okay. position. And uh, we'll see what happens. Real quick here, guys. Um, Zach, either you or myself, we need to hop on off. 
I know you got other business too. I got the Cowboys coming up. Yeah. So guys, um, we're going to, we're going to dip out for a minute. We'll be back on here shortly, but, uh, guys, here's what I'm going to say. All right. There's the implications to this are twofold to me. You got to pick a path. The implication is either again, the Broncos have been much more a lot higher on drew, um, than anyone ever really could have anticipated, or they're trying to keep the dream alive for Aaron Rodgers. But as we've inched farther into the first round, the whole Rodgers thing feels like it's starting to become a more dim prospect, but implications on Drew. I know our fans want to hear that right now. What does this mean about how the Broncos view Drew or even Teddy Bridgewater? And I'll see you guys in about 15. Don't forget Super Chats. Don't forget Super Chats. Nick, you got the you got the uh, gavel. So I, I don't necessarily like this pick for the Broncos, but I don't necessarily know if it's a pick for the Broncos. I'm, I'm going to throw some conspiracy theory out there. I mean, the Packers were wanting to come up. They wanted to get a cornerback. Like, is this is this a pick that the Broncos are going to use to parlay to go get Aaron Rodgers? Like, is that something that could potentially be happening here? I'm doubtful, given – I mean, we haven't awesome, seen that very often. But, uh, right, like the the way the, the – now they're showing Peyton, everybody fist-bumping. I mean, they love their cornerbacks, right? Welcome to the Denver Broncos under George Peyton, a cornerback in the first round every other year if they're going to follow the Vikings' trends. Um, but uh, I think that's probably a little bit of a reach there. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, especially with Jair Anderson on the roster already. They don't really have a need for – not a strong oh, need for that. Patrick Sertan. I mean, everybody can use Patrick Sertan. I mean, but – it just doesn't really line up with what the Packers need, I don't think. But hey, and you never know. Pick. There's been crazier things, right? Yeah, for sure. And this is a pick for me. It's about Patrick. Not Patrick Sertain, though. Patrick Mahomes. The Broncos in this AFC West, it is an arms race. And we saw last year when the Broncos got down to their seventh, eighth, and ninth cornerback on the depth chart. That's not even an exaggeration. Uh, this team fell apart. So uh, the Broncos went with a priority position with a player who has uh, a lot of SEC tape against really good wide receivers, uh, multiple years of good, uh, good tape, and one of the most important positions on the football field in a passing league. So uh, it's not the direction I would have gone. But uh, and they're showing Mac Jones now looking a little sad there. I mean, where will Mac Jones be picked? Where will Justin Fields be picked? We'll see. But uh, I get it. It's not the direction I would have gone. But uh, here we are. At least it wasn't a linebacker. It felt like yeah, and with Patrick Sertan, like, I like the player. My question is, they did zone quite a bit at Alabama, but it was out of press. I wonder how he's going to play off. I don't like the hip, the fluidity as well to play off. It's going to be something to watch for that. But, yeah, this is definitely a pick for Denver. I don't think he's going to be moved to Green Bay. And one thing that can be sure is that he's, he tackles, and he tax, tackles well, and Vic Fangio loves that. I, I think it was a bit early. I think it's important that they do get a cornerback in this draft um, because uh, they've got one on the roster, really, after this season. So they're looking to the future. I get it. Uh, but a lot of times you can get a cornerback a little bit later. There's a few left. I don't know. I just uh, I'm kind of iffy on this pick, just based on what position it was was taken. So. It just doesn't necessarily make sense to me, and it doesn't make sense to Samaki Hill here coming in on super chat with a with a two dollar donation. I'm just mad that we didn't take Fields. Like, why? I I I don't understand it either, man. It's it's uh, it's frustrating to me because Eric and I are in lockstep on this one. I don't think that that Patrick Sertan is a, is a scheme fit. Now, I have always maintained that I love the player. I love his ability. I love it. I love him impressed man and and whatnot. It's his tackling ability as well, but. 
at the same time, man, it's just, it doesn't seem to fit right. Now, if Vic Fangio is the one that's signing off on this, then I, I guess that I'm all right with it. But man, you, you had an opportunity to go get one of the top quarterback quarterbacks in this class. And instead you go get a guy that's, that, that I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm pretty disappointed. I will say that. Yeah, if we're talking about scheme fit, though, I would also argue: Does Vic Fangio fit as a head coach for the Denver Broncos? This mm-hmm. is a, a a positional pick for George Payton, where he obviously envisions Patrick Sertan the second to be here for a very long time. Can we say the same about Vic Fangio? Maybe if Aaron Rodgers was here right now, that buys him some time. We don't know if that's going to shake out. The conspiracy theory thing, Lance, the tinfoil hat, I might entertain that a little bit. Uh, It's kind of like one of those basketball trades, right, where the NBA lottery, one team picks a player and then ultimately trades them before he even gets that suit on. Maybe. um, I just – it's interesting. I had Patrick Sertan as my number one corner. I do like J.C. Horn a lot. Never been high on Caleb Farley. A lot of those medical concerns. But uh, Patrick Sertan II, it shows you – that George Payton is definitely trying to bolster that secondary with that one-year rental and Kyle Fuller. And it does Whoa. look like the Eagles just traded up with the Cowboys, maybe? Yeah, they, yeah yep. with the Cowboys. Yep. They uh, want they, a quarterback. They, they sent the 12th overall pick and uh, third-round pick, I think 84, to num- to get to number 10. So if they take a quarterback here, it would be very interesting. It'd be a Philly move, right, fellas? I mean, <laughs> oh, Philly, what a mess. <laughs> any, yeah, I mean, can't count did, anything out with the Eagles. Did so. they play rock, paper, scissors with Justin Fields? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense why you would why you would trade up within the division or uh, as, as the Cowboys, why you would trade back. Well, I guess I, I could see that because both the top cornerbacks are gone. Um, maybe they're looking offensive linemen. They could have taken Rashawn yeah. Slater here to, to add to that. I mean, that this is, this is actually, you know what, now we're getting into the really true reaction. I mean, we had all the, the Aaron Rodgers talk, the Justin Fields talk, but now that, now that we know the Broncos pick, this is actually kind of a very interesting move to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious how to see what this means for the position, right? That George Payton just recently said that the Broncos were for the ninth overall pick. They're looking for a day one starter, but this cornerback room, as it stands right now, Sertain is probably not a day one starter. Are you going to displace Kyle Fuller? Are you going to displace Ronald Darby? Sertain, you're probably not playing him in the slot over Bryce Callahan. I know he played star his freshman year for Alabama, but uh, what, do you have any thoughts here, Trevor? Let's get you in here with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, draft uh, cherry. <laughs> I think one thing that we have to take into consideration is, you know, the injury history with Kyle Fuller and with Ronald Darby and with Bryce Callahan. I mean, we yeah. have three guys that are all projected to start that all have significant injury histories and have concerns going into the season. So uh, this is a future pick. Um, Thomas touched on it earlier. Ronald Darby is really the only cornerback that's going to be on and Michael Ojemudia are the only corners under contract beyond this season. This is a future pick. There's no question about that. Um, so I, I know that's not the pick that a lot of people wanted, but I think in the end, we'll probably look back one day and we'll think, well, we're glad we took Patrick Sertan because personally, I thought he was the best defensive player in this draft. Um, and to get him, I know if Justin Fields was not on the board at nine, I think we'd probably be having a little bit of a different conversation right now. I think that's just really obviously hard to block out because I think that's what a lot of Broncos fans were hoping for. But I think in the end, I think we're going to look back and we'll be happy that we have Patrick Sutan on the roster. I would and agree with the you. issue. I'd say the issue, though, is uh, he could become a great player. But if, if Fields becomes a great quarterback, it doesn't matter. Yep, it, it's a bad pick. I agree, and and I it's agree. same with. I mean, it, it's kind of the same argument with Bradley Chubb and Josh Allen. Yep, 
I, he's a great player, yeah. but <laughs> right now you'd definitely rather have Josh Allen than Bradley Chubb. And uh, so I think that's, that's the hard part. You're right. If Justin Fields is off the board and it's Patrick Sertain, the pick, it's like, Oh yeah, I guess I understand that. But when you have a guy that could become a, a top five quarterback on, and you need a quarterback, man, this, uh, this one hurts. So yeah. it hurts a lot. Eric, but we, all have to, we have to keep in mind oh. too, fellas. Look, the only quarterback that everyone's saying is not going to have success is Mac Jones. The reality of the situation is not all four or even five quarterbacks that could be taken in the first round are going to be the next Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. I mean, we talk about risk, sure, but I would say that the odds are actually really against every single one of those quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, that they're all going to work out. We just don't know that. Uh, Clearly, George Payton is showing that he values defense a lot. Yeah. Eric, I want your thoughts on this, please. So there a few things real quick is with Justin Fields, there was a study done about epilepsy in higher altitudes. And that could be that probably is actually the big concern that Denver had playing at the higher altitude with the epilepsy. And then with Denver taking certain and not trading down, I guess the big thing here is Dallas was going to take him. They couldn't yeah. trade down. That shows how much that Denver valued him and just over a trade down or anything. And I think that speaks as well to how they view Rogers. I don't think that Rogers is as much in play because if he was, they would have traded down. They would have accumulated more picks and especially future picks and use those to go get them. And then with certain is we know that George Payton values them. We know Vic Fangio values them. And after seeing what we saw last year with all the injuries with Ronald Darby, only having one full season played Kyle Fuller, only one season on their contract price Callahan, never playing a full season. Like it makes a lot of sense. Like you, yeah. you can't hate on the pick too much because certain is a good player. He has a really good upside to be the best corner out of this class. My big concern is, as I said earlier, is just the fit in the scheme. And as Luke mentioned, maybe Vic Fangio is done. Like, that's a big thing here. And so that's a lot of things in play. Not, I don't like the pick. I'm not a big fan of it, but it's not terrible. And just a little background on Patrick Sertan for those who are just joining us. He is the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Looks like he is also the defensive MVP of the 2021 Rose Bowl, the son of Patrick Sertan, the senior, of course, who Broncos country should be very familiar with, with his dad playing a couple years with the Chiefs and uh, obviously a lot with the Dolphins where he was drafted. But a physical corner, that's something that everybody seems to recognize with Patrick Sertan II. We know that tackling is something that Vic Fangio will not compromise on. Um, I just think this speaks to the lack of faith in Bryce Callahan a little bit. I'm not saying he's going to be the slot, but when you've never completed a full NFL season, bless his heart because he was playing at an incredible level, shocking the world last year before he got hurt. It's just such a concern if you cannot be available in the NFL. And I just have one question for you, Luke, with all the studying you did on Sertan. How worried are you? Because I noticed that he tended to get grabby a lot, especially when he was playing off. Didn't lead to a lot of penalties, but he still has that. That Are you concerned about that becoming penalties in the NFL? I am. Yeah, that's a really good question, Eric. I am concerned about that because, as you know, it's a quarterback-driven league, offense, and everything like that. He's a very physical corner. He likes to get up and receiver stuff. But um, I guess I would rather go that route than just have a guy get burned like Isaac Yadam all day and not trying yeah. to cons- not trying to uh, compare Patrick Sertan. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, and I've read your draft articles as well. He has problems on the deep ball, something that Nick has brought to my attention 
as well. And when you're playing Tyree Kill and you're playing these these heavy hitters um, in the AFC West, that's definitely something to be concerned about. The interesting thing that Nick said, you know, or I think someone else reiterated, George Payton said he wanted a day one starter with Patrick Sertan the second. Yeah, ah, man, that's going to be tough. I don't think you have to rush Patrick Sertan in right away. But he needs to play, and he needs to play sooner rather than later. And we have yeah. a trade, actually, apparently coming down the tracks here. The Bears are trading up with the 11th pick uh, with the New York Giants, and now the Bears are on the clock, obviously coming up for a quarterback. This might be yep. Justin Fields right here heading up to the Chicago Bears, a team that's been – God, you guys think the Broncos have been bad with quarterback play the last five years. Imagine <laughs> being a Chicago Bears fan dating back to when they were wearing leather helmets the last time they had a good quarterback. So – uh Probably the Bears come out up here. I would guess Justin Fields, but I've been shocked before. You're not making this move, though. I would be even more shocked if it wasn't for a quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's got to be Justin Fields or Mac Jones here. Uh, Brandon Harden jumping in here on Super Chat. We're going to grab some of these Super Chats really fast, guys. Uh, Bama Broncos. Y'all can say Bama Broncos, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, and obviously, Patrick Sutan at Alabama. I, man, I'm just so disappointed. So disappointed here. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can find another one. Uh, John, you got some ready to pull up? Uh, Wardy jumping in here with the five dollar super. I wonder if we're including Sertan in the deal to get Aaron Rodgers. This picks a- this pick makes absolutely no sense to me. I'm I'm with you there, Eric. Go ahead. I just want to say, how funny is it that a year ago before the draft, it was all Elway doesn't draft Bama players, and I know it's not Elway charging <laughs> yeah, more back to back first round picks going to Alabama. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 